If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd work for all my life, and I had to start again with just my children and my wife. I thank my lucky stars to be living here today, 'cause the flag still stands for freedom, and they can't take that away. Today, 'cause there ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. From the lakes of Minnesota to the hills of Tennessee. Across the plains of Texas, from sea to shining sea, from Detroit down to Houston and New York to LA, well there's pride in every American heart, and it's time we stand and say that I'm proud to be an American. Where at least I know I'm free. I won't forget the men who died, who gave that right to me, and I gladly stand up next to you and defend her still today. 'Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land. God bless the USA. And I'm proud to be an American. There ain't no doubt. I love this land. God bless the USA.
a darling, she's the apple of my eye. When I'm on a swing with her, it makes me almost high. And Charlotte is my lover, and she has been since the spring. I just can't believe it started on her front porch in the swing of just a swinging. Little Charlotte, she's that pretty as the angels when they sing. I can't believe I'm out here on her front porch in the swing, just a swing. fish for men who don't know how to build a fire. I, I can't say it any better than Sam Elliott. I mean, good morning, ass family, and welcome to another fun-filled edition of... That's right, you guessed it, the Arnie State Show, and we are not wasting any time today. Ladies and gentlemen, no, 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 it's not Celebrity Ass Deathmatch. Possible candidate fight of the year. I don't know what's happening. Spring, I guess, has sprung, and people are losing their shit everywhere. Now, this is happening at a uh, high school soccer game. I can't tell if it's girls or boys, but either way, it's still soccer. So let me walk you through this before I play it, and then I will share it with you, of course. You remember when you were a kid and you were playing sports? And you looked in the stands, and you knew exactly where Mama and Daddy was sitting. You knew exactly where they were. And, and, and don't try to act like they're all cool in high school football. You didn't look for your parents. Because I know you did. So with that being said, the kids are all looking up, and there is a brouhaha in the stands. Oh, my. Oh, oh my God. They're pushing them down. There's a scrum. One dad is riding another. Oh, my God, he takes him back down again. Dear Lord, the humanity. Fists are raining down now at a soccer game. Once again, this is a soccer game. Well, the dads don't know how to fight either. Oh, my God, a lady came from the top rope. Good God Almighty, now the players are getting involved. Referees are trying to blow the whistle. Oh, oh, the bleacher seatbacks have been wrecked from top to bottom. By the way, several people had to be airlifted too because of the injuries that were involved. Whoo! Oh, I love it. 
I love it. It's getting that summertime feel. People are getting a little froggy. They fixing a jump. Oh, I love it when we find that good stuff like that. I mean, they went like tumbling down the bleachers. That was fantastic. Oh, that's the way I like to start my day. Let's say some good morning, shall we, on this fine uh, Thursday morning. Chaz Man, first one here. He says, morning, ass family. Happy Friday Eve. Words of wisdom for today. Don't be a dick unless they deserve it. Yeah, like these people in this fight here. Idiots. You're at a soccer game, for Christ's sake. Nothing is that, especially in Virginia. If this is a soccer game in Wales or, 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 or lower London, because they don't know any better. Okay, we know better. You save this for baseball and football, not soccer. But, hey, kudos to you. You're trying. Uh, Battleborn says, morning, ass family. Shit, yeah, sure, happy it's Thursday. Trash Panda in the house says, good morning, ass family. Stink Fist. Stink Fist, how are you, my friend? I hope that you are uh, you are doing pleasantly well today. I, I, I got to get this closer uh, to the button whenever I, I see uh, Stink Fist. I just go. Or, or maybe. There we go. There you go, Stink Fist. Do, do I even have, I have your song. There you go. There's your song. That should be your thing. There you go, Stink Fist. Now let's get that hat going there. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, Look at here. Um, well, the freaking dog. Straight fires in the house. He says, good morning, ass. Heading to New York City. New York City. Tonight, son's graduating from Fordham University. No more tuition payments. Ooh. Wow, you're going to the big town. Fordham. Hey, man, that's awesome. Fordham's in the Ivy League, isn't it? That's fantastic. Congratulations. Congratulations to him and congratulations to you. Now, now when you get off the plane, I, I kind of hope there's an, e- an earworm in your head and it's this song because to me, there aren't many more songs that are really, really rednecky like John Anderson swinging and that's why we played it. There's a little girl in our neighborhood her name is charlotte johnson and she's really looking good i had to go and- i just love the redneckness of that song and by the way it was in the 80s we're continuing 80s week this today today we got a lot of rock from the 80s it's going to be fantastic and then tomorrow's 80s playlist are going to be my favorite songs of the 80s that's right that's right i'm doing my favorite songs of the 80s bam that shit just happened but you got to wait for tomorrow on that. Oh, my lucky stars. The one, uh, the only bratty kid is all up in this motherfucking house. I oh, well, shit you not. No, whoa. Well, your Dr. Phil impersonation is spot on. I oh, well, shit you not. Really? Well, good. I, I hope that you have a fantastic day today. Scott says, good morning, Arnie and ass family. Derek. My man, Derek, is in the house. Becca! Becca! Good morning, ass family. It's Friday Eve. Let's get this thing swinging. Gold says, good morning, Arnie and assholes. Scott says, we went to a fight and a soccer game broke out. I mean, seriously, it's soccer. Hey! Konnichiwa! There's my man. How's it going? Domo arigato! Round here, we speak American. Okay, but Mage, good morning, ass and AIG. I'm driving my son to school today. 
So he's listening. Also, please say hi to him. His name is Anthony. Thank you. Anthony, is that Delta Airlines? Delta, is that you? Hey, I hope that you have a good day. And, uh, and remember this today. Anthony, when you go to school. Slides off limits to Ching Chongs. Yeah, yeah. Just stay away from the slides, okay? I'll take any of them, Stickfist says. I'm really working on that hat. Saw a Mexican League hat, and I might have to. Okay, all right. Uh, Sanchez family says, shitbird. Derek says, wait a second. That John Andrews song is from the 80s? Goddamn, I'm getting old. I remember when it came out. Yes, I believe it's from, like, 1982. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, that, that, but it's, it, it's such a classic. It's such a classic that, you know, you just... Recently added. Oh, what happened? Oh, there we go. You know, I I, I got to tease this with Ogre because I, I I don't have Ogre's. Ogre doesn't have a song, so I mean, he always <laughs> says, "Buenos dias, Ogre." I love that song. That is such a happy song. I, I feel neglected that I don't have a song. Everybody's going to need a damn song. <laughs> you, you, you really want to go down that road? <laughs> you really want to go down that road there? You're out. Okay. I, I, I got your song. I, I figured it out perfectly. Uh, let's see. Um, right here. Just because I love my nigga. I shed blood for my niggas. There you go. There you go. You're out. Can't use I take my coffee black like my men anymore. Oh, man. Uh, now, that was a fight. Racial slurs at white people. What they say, you honky? Post Malone says, <laughs> here up, says, oh, Lord. Um, let's see. Wait, who, how can I? I don't, let's see if I have that. Do I still have that, that damn song? Let's see. Uh, I don't think I, uh, oh, I do have, I can play this for you. Hate New York City. But we got to play the hook for the Dodgers. Imperial Highway, the big nasty bit out of my side. Plus it makes you think of the Saturday naked guy. blowing hot from the north. We were born to ride. Don't let the All right, all right, we'll work on it. We'll work on all this stuff. We got a lot to get to today, people. Shit, I'd be happy with just rock. Shut up, bitches. Intro. That's a Lakers song. Fuck the Dodgers. Okay. Now, 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 let's get started, shall we? We have we have tons and tons and tons of... Oh, for fuck's sake. I can't handle the amount of stupidity that's presenting itself to me today. Oh, how I fucking hate this song, and I hate this fucking singer who sounds like all three major forms of retardation. Randy Newman. Enrico Palazzo is calling straight. There is a great t-shirt out there, and it's a picture of Lieutenant Frank Drevin, and underneath it says Enrico Palazzo's World Tour. If you've never seen The Naked Gun and you don't know what that means, it is by far one of the funniest moments in all of cinema history. 
So so Drevin pretends like he's this opera singer and he botches the fucking ad. It's the only time I've ever allowed a botched national anthem. And then he becomes the home plate umpire and he saves the queen's life and he takes off his hat to get recognition that he's Lieutenant Frank Drummond from Police Squad. But some guy just goes, hey, it's Enrico Palazzo. <laughs> Uh, I remember as a kid seeing that. I was fucking dying. Oh, my God. I saw a Willie Mays Hayes shirt that says, Runs like Mays, hits like shit. God, I loved Lou Brown in that movie. Oh, all right, all right. Let, let, let's get the stupidity train rolling. Choo-choo, choo-choo, choo-choo. I'm convinced now. I, I, I'm convinced of the dark state now. I, I am. I'm, I'm jumping in. Me and Jesse Ventura are going to go solve the fucking world's mysteries together because I'm for sure that we're not supposed to be paying attention to something that's right under our nose, like Joe Biden and his family. Because we keep getting inundated with two really stupid stories that I'll start today's show off with. Adidas has said, hey, you know what? We really fucking hate money. Money is the root of all evil. And you know what we're going to do? We are going to, this is what we're going to (laughs) do. We're going to alienate half of our fucking buyers. Adidas is now uh, accused of trying to erase women by using a biological male model with a hairy chest and a huge cock bulging for its women's swimwear line during Pride Month. Um, If you haven't seen the pictures, let me uh, share them with you. Um, What size shirt uh, do you wear and where can I send you? uh, Chaz, man, I'm a 5X. uh, And uh, email me and I'll email you my address. How's that? So, so this dude, his, his package is, is hanging out. He's got a hairy fucking chest and a cock and balls. Now, I've asked, I've asked time and time again, time and time again, I've asked this question. When, when, why, What the fuck is going on? This is beyond the whole idea of a social construct. This is, this is the end of our society. Oh man, I bet you Run DMC won't sing their songs about Adidas anymore. No, probably not. Um... Why does this continue to happen? Or, 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 I haven't seen what Nike sales are like since they started paying Dylan Mulvaney, but they really haven't put that thing in any ads yet. This is an actual ad for Adidas uh, swimwear. Interesting that they go swimwear, too. Why? Uh, well, here's a question. Here's a question. If you don't think that this is all about being politically correct... Then answer me this question, because I just figured out this is all bullshit. Why not have Leah Thomas model it? 
you know, the transgender swimmer that started all this? Oh, I know it started before that. And we got an update because uh, good old Riley, uh, Riley Gaines, she's not happy about this. Why did they go with a, a, a black man for this ad if it's not to be completely, totally politically correct? Because Leah Thomas is a white woman or a white man pretending to be a white woman. I haven't seen Nike's numbers. Uh, Bud Light, Bud Light sales are down almost thirty percent. They've had a tough go of things, and I'm not gonna beat them up. I'm not gonna beat up Budweiser for it. Hey, they 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 rolled the dice, and and this is the way you got to look at business in America. They rolled the dice and they played this boat woke fucking game, and Americans don't want it. That should be enough right there. This should, this should, and Miller Lite is going through the same thing with their fucking putting down of, of how we used women in beer ads before. Well, are you going to put down jeans too? Because you've done the same thing with blue jeans. You don't even have fucking jeans in the ad. You have some fucking hot model who's wearing a thong, and maybe you see a pair of jeans in the background somewhere, and that's a guess ad. Now, how'd you sell those jeans? You sold those jeans on the hot ass of the fucking chick. So you're going to get rid of blue jeans, too? We done with them? I've reached the point that when I see I might be a woman, but there is no hips, I'm just assuming it's a freak trans dude. Sorry out there to women without hips. But you see, we're being told, pay attention to this. These people, they're, they're, they're being terrorized. Once again, I wish somebody would sit down with one. The problem is that these people can't sit down and have a conversation. That's the problem. Because once you start asking questions, you're assaulting them. That's right. That's, those are their words. See, no longer are we allowed to have a discussion about this, or am I to learn about this. I'm just supposed to b- blindly accept it and move on. Well, I'm sorry, there's thousands and thousands of years of data, or data, whatever, which way you want to say it, that says there's no way this can happen. So if you want to play this game and you want to be accepted, oh, wait, Mage said something. He says, thanks, Arnie. My son said this morning was the best morning of seventh grade, and he laughed so hard when you said no ching-chongs on the slide. All right. That's awesome. I did my job then. How about this one for him? From Time Life Music comes a -a one-of-a-kind Rat Pack collection, their most bigoted songs. All your favorite once acceptable hits like Dean Martin singing Chinaman's Chants. And Mr. Chinaman saying his Chinaman way. I like rabbits because you can pull their ears back and make them look like Asian people. Do you see? Do you see what I do here? Do you see what I do on him, on this show? I made the day of a seventh grader. The best morning of seventh grade. The year's almost over. I was up against some stiff competition, I would imagine. And I did it. Because that's what we do around here. Now, after I <laughs> stop patting myself on the back... <laughs> I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. Yeah. People know me. Yeah, they do. 
They, they, they do, I, I have to say. Um, anyway, so getting back to this stupid fucking topic of transgenderism. I would like to know how asking questions is hurting them. See, usually when you when you ask that a second time, that's when they start screaming or barking or yelping or cursing at you because you see they don't have an answer. And when they don't have an answer and they do that, what they they what they want you to do is shut up and accept it. There's a politician that, that ran uh, for governor here in Texas. I know I've talked about him a number of times on the show. His name was Clayton Williams. He was an idiot because he went to Texas A&M. He made Ross Perot look like a Nobel fucking physicist. Clayton Williams was a moron. Clayton Williams was once asked uh, on the campaign trail about rape, and he says, well, if rapes happen, it's kind of inevitable, so you should just lay back and enjoy it like the weather. There ain't nothing you can do about it. It's like the weather. You, you should sit back and just enjoy. The man actually said that on the campaign trail. Now, I know it was the 1980s. But that's what they're saying here. Just sit back and accept all this. Nothing you can do about it. And, and by the way, when, when you're over the age of 18, no, there is nothing I can do about it. And by the way, there's nothing I want to do about it. If you want to, if you want to parade around and 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 pretend you're something you're not, you want to you want to cosplay life, because that's what this is. Well, that could be one of the smartest things I've ever said. That's what you're doing. You're cosplaying life. You see, you want your life to look a certain way. We all want our lives to look a certain way. But the problem is that life doesn't give a shit. Life is going to hand you all kinds of situations that, that you're not picturing in your head as the life you want to lead. You can't just turn it off and go, well, now I'm somebody else, because that life is still there. Whatever these people are running from, it's always going to be there until they deal with life. So you keep running away from it. You keep pretending that you're a a girl or you're a man and you want to do all this stuff when you're not. It's fine. You want to do that over the age of 18? Fine. You can't compete in women's sports. You you want to have your own leagues? You go right ahead. I'm not going to watch on them. I'm not going to comment on them because I don't want anything to do with it. It's kind of like women's sports. I don't watch it. I really don't comment on it, and I don't want anything to do with it. Does that make me a misogynist? I don't care. That's the official term. Transgenders are now gender cosplayers. (laughs) They really are. They're cosplaying life. Oh, Cowboys Girl says, good morning, ass family. Sorry, I am tardy. You guys don't ever have to apologize. Please. We're not going to bow down and kiss the ring of the alphabet cult. See, but, but, but you don't have to apologize. Just don't fucking do it again. I'm kidding. Come on. 
Good Darren says, good morning, ass family. Love Joe Murphy Thursday. Oh, we got some stuff for Joe today, boy. Woo, we got the PGA Championship starting today. We got all kinds of sports news. And I'm breaking out one of the books. 3,000 questions about me. We're going to get to know Joe a little bit today. How about that? Uh-huh. I figured you'd like that. That is a genius statement. Thank you. I appreciate it. And, and th- this is all they're doing. They're pretending. This is no, no different than LARPing. And by the way, LARPing is fucking stupid. But you want to go do that? Look, I think Frisbee golf is fucking stupid. Why did... It? I fell into this uh, a few weeks ago, and I got mad. And you know what? I'm going to publicly apologize to Braddy Kid Because I got mad about something she said about my hat collection. I got mad about it, and I was wrong. You know why? Because my hat collection is important to me. It's not important to her. She didn't have to like it. She can say whatever she wants about it. I let it hurt my feelings. It, 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 see, I, I, I have these things that happen to me. I let it get to me, and I shouldn't. I shouldn't. I should just say, it's my hat collection. She don't like it? Too damn bad. Uh, my sleeper pick for the PJ Championship, Sahif Tingsal, 45 to 1, but I put 10 bucks on him. You know what we need? Pastor Locke out there with a megaphone and a drag show spouting passages from that novel. <laughs> Should be good entertainment. Oh, that would be fantastic. But you see, this is a problem. And I fell into it because I fell into the trap of today's world. And today's world is you have to like everything that I have. You have to like everything that I like. You have to hate everything that I like, or I hate. If you don't, then that means you hate me and you're opposed to me. That's what the world is today. I fell into the trap. And and to Braddy Kid, I humbly apologize. I think I already apologized for it once, but I will do it on the show again. That's all these people are doing, same thing. The exact same thing. I don't have to like what you do. We, we all don't have to. If you like what you do, that's the only thing that matters. If you like playing dress up like a woman, and it makes you feel comfortable, and it makes you happy, you do it. But, but stop trying to, to ram in our brains that you are an actual woman because you're not. You never will be. You, you can't be. And the same goes for men. You can't be a man. You'll never be, you'll never be in the, 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 the manatopia. See, only men. I don't know what it's like to be a woman, and I'm never ever going to try to figure out what it's like to be a woman. Why? Because I don't want to be a woman. I love being a man. Being a man is perfect. You know why? Because our responsibilities have to do with the physical and, and, the, and, and a lot of those duties, and I'm cool with that. The emotional stuff, hey, that's not on us. And that's why I love being a man. But here's the thing. Manland, we, 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 we all know the rules of manland. Rules, some of the rules of Manland are, are that, you know, you, you, you don't go out with your best friend's ex. 
You just don't do that. that, that that's a rule in man land. Because the code that we live by is, is that, that in man land, brotherhood runs deeper than whole. Now, there, there are people that, that have squashed that, that have gone away, and, and they've been kicked out of, they've been excommunicado, if you will, from manland. Now, when you try to get into manland with a fake ID, because you were a gal, Elliot Page, you're trying to get into manland right now, you don't know the first thing about being a man. And that starts way, way back to like when you're five and six years old about what it's like to be a man. We play stupid games like bloody knuckles. We try to jump off the highest staircase, slides, whatever, to prove our our, our prowess as little boys. We do do we build fucking ramps out of discarded wood and try to jump our bikes. And this is back in the day. I have no hope for mankind and manhood and manland. Because everybody wears a helmet now. Back then when we were jumping on those those illegal fucking jumps. If you wore a helmet, you got beat up in the neighborhood. We didn't wear pads. We didn't protect ourselves from the world. We let the world assault us, and then we got up and said, let's do it again. Being a man is easy when you learn how to be a man early on. And I would imagine being a woman is pretty easy when you learn how to be a woman early on. We flick each other in the balls. If you don't experience that, you can't be one of us. If you want to be a tranny, go for it. But they think they make up less than 1% of the population, and we're all supposed to bow down to them. It, it amazes me. It truly amazes me that we have to do all this stuff. we got 58 different fucking bathrooms right now. But that's not even the stupidest thing we're doing. What is the stupidest thing you're doing? Well, I'm glad you asked. Oh, wait. Wait, before I get to that, let me, let me stay here in, in Stupidville. This will lead us into the stupidity of what is the rest of America. It's a sad day, ass family. It's a very, very, very sad, sad day. For the first time in nearly a century, the world-famous... Hot dog-shaped vehicle. The Oscar Mayer Wienermobile will be changing its name. That's right. It will no longer be the Wienermobile. They're going to be calling it the Frankmobile to pay homage to a new recipe its hot dogs are rolling out this summer. 
Well, first of all, let me tell you something, brother. I'm fixing to cut a wrestling promo on Oscar Mayer people right here, right now. Let me tell you something, Mr. Big Hot Dog. Your hot dogs aren't that good. Oh, no, sir, Bob, they aren't. There's a little place from Coney Island. What the hell is that, the green one? The, the New York fucking hot dogs? I can't even think of them. I'm so fucking, I, I'm so incensed right now. You got Hebrew National. Nathan's, that's it. Don't, and by the way, don't tell me you're, you're, you're changing your recipe to pay homage to Frankfurters. Shut up. I know why you're doing it. It's because it's called the Wienermobile, and you're tired of it. That's bullshit. As long as it's a giant hot dog-shaped car driving down the road, it will always be known from here on out, brother, as the Wienermobile. And that's the bottom line, because Arnie State said so. I have an Asian prediction. The trans crazy people use uh, Inuit from the past and say trans people have been around for thousands of years to help legitimize their people. For the ass family, you don't know what an Inuit is. Here is the definition. Inuit, castrated human male from remote uh, antiquity, eunuchs, eunuchs were employed by the Middle East and China in two main functions as guards and servants in harems and other women's quarters and as chamberlains to the kings. Now, I agree. Look, Mage, they are going to do that. They've already rolled that shit out. They've been talking about how men played women, blah, blah, blah. It's all bullshit. They just want, they want you to, they want to try to legitimize their fucking craziness. Uh, it was recently an accident, got, uh, got some gender cosplay, cut it off. Uh, see, Nathan's and Hebrew Nationals are far superior. Oh, yeah, Nathan's are the truth. Uh, nothing beats Casper dogs. As someone of German heritage neighboring on Austria, this is a central cultural blocking. A wiener is a sausage from Wien, which is the German language name for Vienna, the capital of Austria. Just call it the fucking Wienermobile. I mean, seriously? The Wienermobile, I, I, I'll never forget my first experience with the Wienermobile. I've had a few. Two. I got to sit in the Wienermobile when they parked at our water park. And it was the coolest thing ever. We're talking 1988, and the Wienermobile is there. Dude, that was the hottest place in town. And then once in my radio career at some concert or something, the Wienermobile showed up. And we got to take pictures with it. It was just as exciting. It's a car that's shaped like a hot dog. It don't get any better than that. I've never seen a driving hamburger. Have you? Hmm? Hmm. Let me see a motorized shrimp. I doubt, I doubt that'll ever happen. A hot dog, though? Yeah. You know why? Because we're America. And by the way, I am going to ruin some hot dogs this weekend at the ballpark. I thought your experience with the Wienermobile was when you were in the pokey eating bar S. No. Even bar S hot dogs are better than Oscar Myers. I'll say it. I took a dump at work. I pooped on the company line. I took a dump at work. 
Good morning to you. Braddy Kid says, I've seen the giant grocery cart. Drive. And I've seen the car. I've never seen the cart driving down the road. I've seen pictures of it, though. But you can't eat that. You can eat a hot dog. You can't eat the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. In the Frank Mobile. Whoever came up with that should be fine. I bet you it's the same broad that fucking helped Bud Light. What do you want to bet? And I think her sister works for Miller's. And, and 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 they got a brother that works over at Nike, and they got a cousin over in Amsterdam that works for Adidas. So stupid. So we're supposed to either pay attention to, well, and and every once in a while they'll throw some school shootings in for us to pay attention to and get all upset at and everything. But this is the newest one that's going to drive the nation apart. And we've been, we've been talking about it for a long time. Since all this bullshit started, we've been talking about this. Oh. And it's reparations. Hey, where are the white women at? No, not those kind of reparations. Fuck you, fat fucking hunky. Hey, hey, I'm just trying to talk here. Last week, we talked about how California and their reparations committee band of terrorists I'll call them that I don't give a fuck reached an agreement even though many people in the crowd did not agree with the monetary amount but they did agree to pay out 1.8 million dollars for black residents of San Francisco or that whole area and there were people that were at the city council meeting and said, nope, 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 nope. First of all, it's going to have to be all of us in California, and we all want at least $200 million. So we, it went from one city to the entire state, and then it went to $200 million for everybody. Now, the United States is getting involved. The squad... AOC and all her stupid minions that she has in Congress is demanding 14 trillion, that's with a T, trillion in federal reparations for descendants of slaves. Radical Democrats say huge bill will be paid by reducing defense spending and trauma lives in the black body. Now, I don't get to talk about this so much on the show. Um, to anyone, I, I would love to have a conversation with anyone about what we spend on our defense. And if they think that we spend too much I have a few caveats I'd like to throw at him. First of all, do you realize with all the money that we spend on our military, we buy the jankiest shit? That's right. When something says military grade, we all get excited. Ask a member of the military what that means to them. 
That means it was the lowest bidder. And that's why the military went with them. Oh, this is military grade. Oh, wow. And you wouldn't think that with the way that we used to revere the military. So, so we're going to cut spending on the military, even though we give them janky, shitty stuff that they somehow make work and still kick everybody's ass with. That's a testament to them. Now, if it was 19, I don't know, 83, minus Beirut, because I think that was an 83, so 84, we, we, we've calmed some things down, you know, no Iran-Contras, the Cold War's about to end. You want to maybe think about spending less back then? Okay. But you see, we got this problem. We got this problem. Is that the world hates us. Okay? And it starts in China. And it moves on to Russia. Uh, North Korea ain't very fond of us. Um, not to mention every other country in the world. Oh, did I, did I forget that little place in the Middle East? You know, called All of It? All of It Shit Stand? So we're going to reduce our military spending, which means, first of all, we're going to reduce our military, because once again, the number one thing that the military pays for is salary. So we're going to reduce the number of military people, and then we're going to reduce the things that they have, even though the world is about a million times scarier and more dangerous than it's ever been. Brilliant. Brilliant. You deserve to work in Washington. You, you totally do. I, I deserve to be stuck in, in, in a house in, in Rockwall, Texas, talking about this because I'm obviously too stupid to understand it. Uh, people are under the delusion that the Reparations Committee was legislation. I can't wait for the fireworks. Well, that's the best part. This uh, this whole thing is that Gavin Newsom came out after the 1.2 million, and he says no. And I, I do, they've they've hidden the reaction pretty well, because of course they're going to hide the reaction because the reaction is going to be that Gavin Newsom's a racist. That's the only that's the only viable explanation. I I, I know there's others, but that's the only one that they're going to say. And by the way, you haven't seen that, have you? I've been looking. People are, they, they, do I think that people are calling him out? Oh, absolutely. But that man is so fucking insulated in the state of California. You think the media is going to let anything bad happen to Gavin Newsom? Of course not. Does anyone realize that if black people in poor neighborhoods are suddenly flush with money, then there will be a shit ton of other black people suddenly robbing each other of that money. You see, Ogre, this is this is why this is why we do the show is because we point out the truths in the world. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, military grade, it means shit. Yeah, to quote Randy Orton, "Stupid, stupid, stupid." Yes, to pay people that are completely able-bodied to make their way in life, but want a mental crutch called racism. Yes. We do spend too much on defense. We throw millions at other countries to train with them. What we really pay them uh, is to let us stage their case of war with China. Yeah. Oh, look, look. I, I, I think that our military should go back to old school and we should teach our fucking military to kill, kill, kill. 
I want some scientists to come along and uh, I, I want them to mutate the, the, the existing DNA of Arlie Ermey and make him a drill sergeant at every base in the country to make us feared again. I want to be the Attila, uh, or, or, or whatever the Mongo, Attila the Hun. I want to be the Attila the Hun of the world. Or at least I want, to, I want us to be looked at that way. This whole fucking issuing in democracy in country, I've said this forever and I haven't said it for a long time. You want to know why America's hated? It's not because we get to wear blue jeans and we get to go to water parks whenever we want because that shit is fucking cool. It ain't because we have monster truck rallies. It ain't even. It ain't even. Because we let our women walk in the street. People hate us because we're so fucking stupid with what we have. They see what we have. And here we are fighting. This infighting is just, it's so ridiculous. This has been the greatest experiment ever. And what we've done, and and the reason why they hate is because now they think, uh, Americans think that the rest of the world wants to be like us. And there's lots of places in this world that don't. When you go to Shittistan and you see their sheikhs and their princes and stuff like that and the covered up women... And you go, oh, my God, oh, my God, those women are covered up. That's so fucking terrible. It's so terrible. Not to them. That's their culture. What are you doing? What are you doing? Those people aren't allowed to celebrate their culture in their land because you think it's mean? When enough Spaniards get together, they will stop the running of the bulls. And I give, I give those people in Pamplona a, a salute and a hats off to them for continuing the running of the bulls and the bullfights because it's a Spanish tradition. Now, we can all say, oh, it's cruel, it's mean, it's terrible. It's their way of life. And who are you to tell them how to live in Spain? Because I, I, I'll, I'll I, I will look. Let me let me just say this for the record, okay? Where the hell? Uh, I want to say it for the record, damn it! And now I can't find it. God, I hate myself sometimes. I'm so dumb. This was gonna be so great if I would have thought this out. Um. Oh, there it is. Well, I've never been to Spain. See? See, I'm not going to tell them. I'm not going to tell them how to, to go to bullfights. And you can be against bullfights. Hey, kudos to you. Don't go. Don't go. Don't make it any part of your life, and it'll go away in your head. I promise. I promise. Oh, I want to go to Spain. I want to go to Spain, and I, I, I want to pick at that. Or how we try to usher in democracy in these, these shit-a-stand places because it's work for us, because we're a tad bit more open-minded, and we aren't so driven on religion, 
Even though there are a lot of Americans that will say, oh, this country was founded by Christians. Well, I have to have to strongly disagree with you on that one. Uh, not true. Uh, they did believe in deities and things like that, but not necessarily Christianity. It's a nice story. But see, what they did fight for was for you to believe in whatever God you wanted to. You see, that's what makes America awesome. If you're in Chittistan, there's one God. That's that Muhammad fellow that don't like pictures taken of him. He's very anti-paparazzi. You take a picture of him or draw a picture of him, you're liable to get your head cut off. He's like, like hey, older people. <laughs> I look at Muhammad like back in the old days when Kiss would not wear their makeup out in public and everybody wanted to get a picture of him. That's what Muhammad's like. Muhammad's like the fifth member of Kiss. I don't know who that's more offensive to, Kiss or Muhammad. And by the way, I don't care because it's funny. Uh, I can't stand it. Trans rights, gay rights, etc. You already have the same damn rights as everyone else. Yes. B. Coop says, yes, very peaceful religion. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. They want to go over in their in in their in their their land, and they want to walk into a grocery store and blow it up in the name of Allah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna sound really bad here, and I hope y'all can forgive me. Well, actually, I don't care. Um, that was a grocery store I'm never gonna go to anyway. Allah is the God. Muhammad was the prophet. Okay. But, uh, thank you, Swoosh. I appreciate that. See, I'd be beheaded somewhere. But, but you see, I don't get, I don't get upset when I, when I hear, you know, suicide bomber walks into, you know, yeah, 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 yeah uh, grocery store and blows it up. There is, there, is, there is more than a 99.9% chance that I would never, ever go to that grocery store. So why am I getting upset? Now, if it was somebody that walked in a suicide vest in the store down the street, I'm going to have a little bit more interest in that. First of all, was it Braddy Kidd that did that? Secondly, I would not blame her. Thirdly, this means I have to go further to shop. I think it's somewhere in the Quran where it says, I want to throw rocks all night and la, la, la every day. <laughs> oh, God, I'm going to get beheaded today. Yeah, so the squad now is calling for $14 trillion in reparation money. Uh, back, back, to, uh, back to the stupidity. Uh, I, I want to mention this. Anheuser-Busch. Oh, those tricky devils, them. Oh, 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 you scandals. You scoundrels, you. <laughs> this is so funny. They're redesigning the Bud Light and Budweiser aluminum bottles with camouflage in an effort to boost sales <laughs> after its promotion of a transgender influencer. There you go. Put camo on it, because nothing says, I love pussy more than camo. <laughs> By the way, how are we going to see it in the store? 
wish I could have been in that meeting. Because <laughs> I would have been in that meeting. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I would have sat there, and, and as soon as somebody says, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to take the aluminum cans, the Bud and Bud Light ones, and we're going to wrap them in camouflage. You know why? Because men love camouflage. Jesus H. Christ. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard of. Ooh, wrap it in camo. Dudes love camo. We used to do this thing on the, uh, on the show, on the morning show. Um, when a consultant would come in, I loved when consultants came. It, 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 to be to be truthful, a consultant made my career. One consultant, his name's Ken, and, and I'm still friends with him today. Great guy, because he was a smart consultant. He was he was the kind of consultant that that got it. He was the guy who actually discovered Mark and Brian. Mark and Brian were doing a little podunk morning show in Alabama. My buddy Ken found him. Ken was the programmer in L.A. that hired him. Ken's a man. He knows his shit. But other consultants are jerk-offs. I had this consultant. His name is Fred Jacobs. I hate Fred Jacobs. Fred Jacobs Consulting is, is the biggest loaded dog shit I've ever heard in my life. We were in Seattle at the time. And we're in this PowerPoint meeting, right? We're watching this, and he's on a conference call. He's not even in town. So I, and I have to be there for some odd reason. Like, the entire staff is there. And, and we're the morning show. Like, we're the big swinging dicks. Why are we here? Just tell us to do our job. You know we'll do our job. Well, we had to get through this entire consulting, right? And he spent the first hour... This was a two-hour meeting after the show. Now, if you know me, you know after a show, I'm done. I got to turn it off. But I had to sit there and listen to this shit. So I'm sitting there listening to Fred Jacobs go on and on, and we were on kind of a, we weren't necessarily a classic rock station in Seattle. We were on the station that did break Nirvana and broke all those bands. So they weren't necessarily classic rock, but they, they, they played so... He tells us about the idea that people have about people that listen to rock and roll music, that they're all, you know, construction workers. They're all blue-collar guys. They're all long hair, beards, you know. But this is back before beards were a thing. You know, all this kind of stuff. And he, and, and he, and he says, but it's not. Like, he, he hit the brakes on, the, on this lecture that he's giving us. He says, but they're not. Actually, about 72.3, and yes, I do remember the number, 72.3% of your listeners have white-collar jobs. He's telling us about how we should, we should gear more towards the white-collars because we're leaving them out. Like I said, that's the first hour. So then we get into the meat and bones of what this spring promotion is going to be because that's what... Spring promotes this one radio stations. Let, let me let me let you in on a little secret. If you ever listen to the radio again, and I, I implore you to not because it's so bad. But when they're doing their big giveaway for the year, whether it's ten thousand dollars, whether it's a new car, whether it's a jet ski, whether it's a that's when they're in ratings. 
You know when a radio station is in ratings because nobody's on vacation and they're doing some sort of big giveaway. So this consulting was for our big spring giveaway, the uh, Join Seattle's Workforce. And it was one of those lame-ass fucking games where you call somebody's name, and if they call in, you know, in, in an hour, they're on the clock, for they get $100, and then they call somebody else's name the next hour. If they aren't there, the first person continues to get the money, and so on and so on and so on and so on. It's really fucking lame. It's stupid. It's not, it, what makes it lame is you don't get to play along with it. Really. And then after spending an hour telling us about how we should cater to the white-collar employees, and then 30 minutes explaining the stupid game to us, the last 30 minutes were to show us the logos that were going to go on the websites, on billboards. Mind you, they had not gotten us a billboard yet, and we were the new talk show in town, which is usually standard. But, hey, Sacramento didn't do it, so why should Seattle? Um, and I'm presented this poster that has saws and hammers, pieces of wood cut, construction hat. Join Seattle's workforce. The entire hour before, the, the first hour was talking about how we should not fucking alienate the white collars. This entire poster alienates the white-collar people. I saw that immediately. I looked at Scab, I, I look, and I pointed, and he looks at me, and he, goes, he just shook his head, no, don't say anything. I was, I was, <laughs> this stupidity of marketing, and that led on to other consultants and they would come to town, and Fred Jacobs was a consultant for Intercom when we were Intercom. Now it's some shitty company that got kicked off the stock exchange. Ha <laughs> ha! Bad karma, motherfuckers. But they would come to town, and they would go, okay, the number one thing everybody wants to talk about is beer. And I kid you not, and I love Pat Martin. Pat Martin is my favorite disc jockey of all time. Pat Martin is one of my favorite people of all time. But Pat, he stopped caring a long time ago, and he's just, he, he, is, he, is, he is, I don't want to say coasted, because he's a bad motherfucker. He does more than coast. But he just lets his knowledge fucking do the talking. Now, back when he was getting ridden a little harder by other programmers, fucking every time Pat would open the mic, he would mention beer. I kid you not. And it was the funniest fucking thing. We would, I would stay at the station sometimes, you know, do crank calls and stuff. And I would sit in another production room and we'd listen to Pat's show. And we, we, we would die laughing when he would say beer. Yeah, I'm going to go out and get some beer tonight. <laughs> we would just lose it because all he was doing was the consultant bullshit. And I thought it was fucking awesome. So there you go. That's a, that's a little insight to radio to you. Um... <clears throat> Let's see, uh, the bigger brain, trust the squad or the hogs on the view. Uh, uh, yep, there you go. Now he, he can't even fit on a billboard. Oh, my gosh, that's so fantastic. All right, the phone number is 775-357-FANS. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com is where you can reach me if you want to write the show. Um, Lake Tahoe, Joe Murphy is next, and we're doing 80s music today and all week, and tomorrow is my favorite 80s songs. 
Here you go. This is going to be some of the rock and roll of the 1980s.
man. What do you think the teacher's gonna look like this here?
vagina. I'll raise a toast to all of us who are breaking our backs every day. If only a good life is such a crime. turn that off because that's annoying i don't feel like talking over that swoosh says top five people groups we hate this week number five adele and lizzo god damn it when i say that the name adele what comes to mind yeah yeah i've added to it you're welcome hello yes hello how are you it's me i hate you I was wondering if after all these years no. you'd like no to i wouldn't i would not like that at all uh, number four, The Squad. Number three, Nancy and Gavin. Number two, The View. Number one, Scab and Hehe. <laughs> Soros, Gates, and Zuckerberg just missed the top five. Wow. Wow, Soros didn't even make it. Excellent set, Arnie. Good job on the playlist, buddy. Well, it's going to, hey, it continues. We're not done. Um, Joe and I are going to talk about this. I, I let, me, let me call Joe real quick. Uh, got to call Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy, our man on the scene. Hello. Joe Murphy, the man of the hour, the man too sweet to be oh, wait, sour. Hold on, sir. Okay, go ahead. The man of the hour, too sweet to be sour, 235 pounds of twisted steel and sex appeal. Is that you? Well, yeah, you got it. Only, you know, when I, I got down to uh, I got down to Welterweight a few weeks ago. Oh, you know, well, I'm trying there to you win go. There you go. Joe Murphy, how are you, my friend? I am doing really well. I've been on the Phone with Beijing and Helena, oh, Montana. Oh, oh yeah! Wow, Beijing and Helena. Is there anything yeah. you can talk about, or is this international? You know, uh, espionage. Well, I'm gonna represent TikTok when there's a lawsuit against Montana. Oh, okay. All right, fantastic. Are you gonna make you a heard TikTok? About as of today, it is illegal. TikTok is illegal in Montana. Wow, wow, that's something, man. If I was in Montana yeah. right now, I'd be kind of bummed. 
But I hey, know hey, there's but, a lot of people that are going to be bombed. And I mean, because, uh, uh, you know, you can't. Where else are you going to go for breaking hard news? Exactly. Either there or maybe Facebook. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not sure. Maybe a Tinder site. I'm not sure. Um, we got we got a lot to talk about today, Joe. Now, first things first. I'm playing '80s music all week this week. That's the uh, the musical category on the show. I got a question what? for you because you are a you are also in the industry. Um, were in the industry. What makes '80s music so much better than the rest? You know, that's a great question. Yeah, because I'm, I'm aware. I I I thought about this. You know, because as music moved on and. When I was more active in the uh, radio, you know, as music was coming and going, you know, things are big hits, then they become oldies. And you just kind of see how music progresses from the hits of today, you know, and the next thing you know, you're 58 and it's, uh, oh, <laughs> look at that, listen to that only moldy. So, the, but the 80s, it was like, <sighs> They made music. They had musicians. They mm-hmm. put. They put. There was no lip syncing. There was no uh, somebody playing in the background we didn't know about. There was no auto tune. They made music. I mean, uh, well, a lot of these guys today use some of their stuff. Mm-hmm. But to me, it just seemed like. It just seemed like it just was people that musicians that got together and made okay. music, and uh, you know. Now, I mean, it's like a guy on a keyboard. Yeah. No, I, 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 love, I love that way you look at it. See, I look at it this way. Um, because you are, if you could be more than 100% right there, Joe, you are, because they were musicians back then. Um, back then, the songs, they didn't have any real deeper meaning. We weren't trying to forgive our fathers for not hugging us enough. The 80s music was about sex Sex, drinking, and doing drugs, and having a good, fun time. Listen to me right now. If you think Cream, Get On Top from Prince has anything to do with sex, <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with you, buddy. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, the, and it, you know, uh, I always used to think, oh, it's just because, you know, because I was... Uh, right in the 80s with me getting out, of, getting out of high school and then going to college. And I just always thought when I got older, that's just because that was my, you know, era or whatever. But no, I run into people all the time from different, you know, generate Gen X or whatever, Millennium, but and they love the eighties. Do you know that Shaq is a closet eight white? He even says it on carpool karaoke. He's a closet white guy, eighties uh, music lover. Yeah, because the eighties music was great. I mean, even late eighties rap music is better than today's rap music. If you're sitting in a room and there's like four crips in the room and things are getting kind of tense, but Shaq's there, I'm telling you right now, you put on Man Eater by Hall and Oates and you're good, bro. <laughs> He's going to be like, ain't nobody touched this song. Yeah. Right? Because he, he loves that stuff. See, yeah. and, and I have that theory also with TV shows like Seinfeld and Cheers and even Friends for the most part. Do you know why those shows were so successful? Because they never had a very special episode. You, you, you know how your comedy shows every once in a while have that very special episode where they, they, they didn't get touchy feeling. Yeah, yeah, they were always about comedy. I mean, Cheers was to me still Cheers is the greatest TV show of all time. And, and I, I have a I, I love Seinfeld. 
Go ahead. Go ahead. I said I love Seinfeld and I like Friends, but but Cheers was it for me. Cheers was the best. Yeah, Cheers was past, and, and you know how old we were watching it, and it, it was like the first. It, you know, the, it was so long running and good because it was just. But what people, uh, well. I'm not saying people don't know this, but the writing is so huge. The writers mm-hmm. that write that stuff. I mean, how do you come up with this stuff? I mean, it's, you know, you can every day. And it's not just, it, it does, it's not like it falls off. Like, you know, they, a couple of the writers were hung over. Yeah. You know, it just, they keep doing good stuff all yeah. the time. And it's like, that's what makes it successful. And even, you know, Seinfeld, I, I want to get his book because, he, he, it's a book. All it is, you know, he wrote down every joke and he'd yeah. sleep and, and then he'd think of something. Or he might wake up and think of something. He wrote it down. It's, his book is every single joke he's ever told. Good Lord. Wow. That's a big book. <laughs> yeah. It's out for sale. And I want to see because that's all he did. All he did was piece in some stuff in between his mm-hmm. jokes on that show. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and that's what made it. it. It was so great. Now, now, Joe, um, we don't have a whole lot of sports stuff today, but I, I have this book in my possession, and it's called 3,000 Questions About You. Now, I, I, I will let you pick. We'll, we'll, we'll do like four or five. Okay. And you pick the number, and I will ask you the question, and, and I, I'm not afraid. I will answer the questions as well. So uh, are, are you ready? So pick between numbers one Hold and 3,000. I'm ready to get my legal counsel next to me. Go ahead. Yeah. So you get to pick between question one and three thousand. Oh, okay, one and three thousand. Let's go with let's. You know what? Um, right off the bat, it's a baseball season. I mean, let, let's go with three thousand hits. Let's go right to the top. All right, the all right. The very, very bottom. The last question in the book. When you're sick, do you grin and bear it, or do you just curl up in bed as much as possible? Well, I grin and bear it. You, you know, fight I, through? I'll probably do Navy SEAL training that week. But <laughs> with Tiger. Uh, no, you know, it, you know, it varies. Because uh, I'll be honest. I will answer honestly. There, I, I grin and bear it a lot. I, I mean, I'm single for a long time. And, you know, I'm not single. I am single. Things like that. And so if someone's around. To, you know, chicken soup and do, well, then go, go for it, you know. Right. If they're going to rub, rub that Vicks Vapo rub all over you, you hey know now. what I mean? Just nurse it a little bit. But, but so, I mean, there's, no, there's times I've had to get by, go to work. I, I grin and bear it. I just got through it. Then there's times where, you know, you have someone, if you have someone around and stuff, you, you can just kind of curl up into bed and uh, enjoy it. So I'm both. I'm going to say both. Yeah. I prefer to lay around. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've had to grin and bear it too in the past, but uh, I prefer to lay around and do nothing. If I'm feeling sick, I don't want. I don't want to fucking feel that way around people. So, so there yeah. you go. All right. Uh, I, I prefer not to, but there's times you have to. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, everybody loves to be able to just just you you know watch a movie, a sports, curl up, and just make the make the world go away, like Eddie Arnold used to say. <laughs> All right, pick another question between one and three thousand. Um, well, because after Kobe got eighty, I scored eighty-one, so let's go with eighty-one. Okay, question number eighty-one, early in the book here. Uh huh. All right, next page, eighty-one. Do you think a fling could be a good thing? 
So this is, you're not cheating on anyone. It's just a fling. A fling. No. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, it could be a good thing because you could, you could, you know, you could find out that, hey, you know, maybe, um, maybe that gothic chick that <laughs> wanted to take me to her basement, maybe I should look around. Maybe I deserve better. I don't maybe. know. You know, I mean, it's just, it's good to play the field, I guess. Yeah, right? see I what mean, you like. It's like when you go to a buffet of food you never tried before. You want to try a little bit of everything, don't you? That's right. And, I mean, there's going to be stuff on there that you don't like, so the next time through the buffet, you just skip that one. I know. You find out the hard way. With, I got, you know, I, I, there's people that they just got to sample everything. Mm-hmm. Or they found one piece of something and they got to take it back. And, or they ask the waiter, well, is it, which one's better? What do you think they're going to say? I mean, you know what? It's not, you, you know, you're not it's, not, it's not a Russian roulette. Make a selection. If you don't like it, well, we know now. There you go. I, I agree completely. Try it out. Go for it. I mean, try something. You might like it. I know I don't like super spicy, but if I go to a restaurant and they're, I'm gonna give me what you guys cook. I mean, I want something they cook. I'll try it out. Maybe I won't like it, but uh, I, I'm more. But I'll go for it when I'm eating. I don't. All uh, right. All right. So a fling is okay for you. A fling. Uh, yeah, fling is okay. Yeah, yeah, you just have a fling. Hey, uh, it's not me, it's you. I mean, that is the way around. All right, couple more. Uh, the, uh, uh, go ahead and pick a number. Let's do number. Um, let's do number two thousand twenty. Okay, let's see. Flip around here. Um, all right. If you could star in any movie and play a character, you get to choose the character you'd want to play. Who would you play in the, in the movie? So you got to pick what movie and what character you'd play in a movie. Um, let's see. Man, I, I hate it because, you know, with these franchises, it'd be nice to just pick a, a dude or whatever. Um, but then again, I don't know what I identify as. So <laughs> I might be, it might, I might win leading, leading female actor. Right. Um, Let's see. I would, you know what? Because when you first said it, I would. Love, I don't know why. Of all the guys that just handle stuff, I love Jason Bourne. Okay. All right. So yeah. you, you would star in the Jason Bourne movie. I would star in the Jason. I would be Jason Bourne. Yeah. There's some other studs, you know, the the gets the girl, the studs in the movies. But uh, I've always liked. Uh, just he's just got too much. He just knows everything. So yeah. Okay, you know what? That's a, that's a good choice. Now, I, mine, boy, this is such a tough question here. Yeah, yeah I, and I'm going to go with a real life answer. This is my real life answer. You know, you know who I'd want to be? I want to be Cletus Snow. I want to be Cletus yeah. Snow from Smoking the Bandit. I want to oh, be the snowman. I want to drive that the big rig. Crazy because when I accepted my awards and I said, You really like me. You really like me. I always, my second choice was going to be Sally Field. There you go. You could be Frog. <laughs> you want to be, he was pretty damn cool. I remember seeing that oh. movie and the age I saw him at, man, that was the coolest thing I've ever seen. Oh, I mean, look, look I, I don't want to be the bandit because the, the, the snowman just, I mean, he had Fred. He had his dog. He he took on the biker gang and, and and he rode over their motorcycles and then he took on the police and delivered the beer. 
Cletus Snow is a fine American. Now, Cletus is he is he's he's driving the semi. Yes. Yeah. And he yeah, wrote the damn the song. Out, Son. I mean, Jerry Maybe. Reed. If I could be reinvented as anybody, I think I'd be Jerry Reed because with the limited amount of talent he had, he took it a long way. And would you have your, your boy there, Bubba? Is it Bubba or Brutus in, uh, the, in the side saddle? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Bubba would be Bubba would be riding shotgun. Yeah, yeah. All two hundred like, pounds uh, of him. It's like when I ride my, it's like when I ride my Vespa. I got my vest <laughs> says the bitch fell off on the back. All right, last question. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna ask you this random question here. Um, Joe, where is the strangest place you've ever fallen asleep? Boy, that you know that you, you, some things about these questions are are, are weird because I've often said there's, it's very hard for me to sleep. Like I cannot sleep on a plane. Okay. Uh, I cannot sleep. I doze off. Um, uh, let's see. I was actually working security for the Jimmy. Who's the the African American uh, new star there? Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy Walker. Jim, is it, no, not Jimmy. Isn't it a, a Jimmy? He's a country singer. Brand new. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't know any new country Jimmy something. I can't remember. It's Williams or something like that. I was falling asleep. I was working security. And I noticed some of the fans, I think they were giggling a little because they were noticing me. <laughs> but to but to fall asleep, um, oh, boy, that – too many, too many of my films and exploits. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, that happens. But I, I want to say, boy, that's a good question. Where's the weirdest place I fell asleep? Because Jimmy I, Allen. I think that I got woken up somewhere really dumb, and I'm trying to think where. Jimmy Allen is the country star, possibly. That is Jimmy Allen. Thank okay. you. Yeah, right. yeah. Thank he's you, super Patty. nice guy. Great guy. Stands around, signs all pictures for the fans. Uh, really easy going down to earth guy. And I was working. You know, uh, don't let anybody down to the pit. And uh, I was right there. I was nodding off. Nice. Um, nice. I'm going to say it would have to be. I, 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 I started snoring in the theater. I remember that night. Okay. I, started snoring. I got woken up and I just decided to leave. And I think it was American Sniper, I hate to say. I'm really bad. <laughs> but I was I was blowing up Z's big time. And they were like, hey, buddy, sir, could you wake up? And I just left. Oh, okay. Yeah, my dad used to always fall asleep in the theater, and I'd always elbow him, so it was always funny. Um, I used to get made fun, and I still get made fun of this by a few people. Um, the weirdest place I've ever fallen asleep, and this is a hand of God, and it's happened more than once, is in the tattoo chair. I, I like, like when they were doing the inside of my biceps, my inside of my arms, I was out cold. I fell asleep. I didn't pass out. I just I fell asleep. So you I, are a great interviewer, Arnie, because you just you sparked me to remember. You know, you're the tattoo. I re- the dentist. He was going oh God, at yeah. it, and I just it was like I just became calm and I just fell asleep while he's just doing the drilling and the picking and the wood. Mm-hmm. And you reminded me of that when you said the tattoo. I could see that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, just out cold. And, and we laughed about it. it. It's happened a number of times. So there you go. All right. Now, now, thank you, Joe, for doing that. I appreciate it. That was fun. Maybe we'll, we'll bring the book out again some more. We'll learn more about the, the and I want you to yeah, let me, Tell me if you, you'd like me to keep my answers down to something, you know, to the point. No, God, no. That, would, that wouldn't be you, Joe. 
If you didn't ramble on about something, people would worry about you. They'd be thinking that you're being held hostage. Everybody knows I'm fine then? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows that you haven't used the safe word yet, so we all know you're good. Okay. Thank you very much. Um. The uh the second major of the year. By the way, Swoosh uh, is right about this. R.I.P. to superstar Billy Graham, pro wrestler, died last night. Um, he was he was an original. I mean, he was a big dude, but uh, I was I was never a big fan. Never got to see him wrestle much. But uh, R.I.P. to uh, superstar Billy Graham. Now, second uh, major of the year kicks off today, or tees off, I should say, at Oak Hill uh, Country Club in New York. The PGA Championship. Is it me, Joe, or is this the one major that nobody really gives a shit about? Well, you know, I was just noticing early, you know, it is the one where, you know, say like uh, say like a bum. Well, first off, seeing Cam Smith and these other bums from that live tour walking around. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is where we this is where the big boys play. Okay. You guys wanna go, you know. Uh, especially get a haircut, buddy. Uh, but uh, but this is the one. Like you know, it is. You know, Dave. You know how they call the tour championship kind of the fifth major. Right, 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 right. Yeah, but this one's a real major. And like Kepka's got four majors. Two of them, I think he's got two of them and two of them or something like that or whatever he does. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got. Or I know he only has one. Oh, Speed has one to go. Speed is the guy you want to watch. He yeah. wins this. Yeah. He gets his career major. I'm rooting um, for him. So yeah, I'll root for him too. Uh, but so it is. It is. It is the stepchild. I'll go that far to tell you it is the stepchild of, of the majors because of course the Masters is. I mean, come on. I know you invented golf, Scotland. Okay, and we mm-hmm. thank you for your spirits. Meaning, you know, we thank you, John Daly. Thanks you for your spirits. Amen. Because uh, he plays better. With a buzz, just like most people drive better with a buzz. No, you don't. <laughs> no, okay. stop that, Joe. You that's don't, that's what I'm saying. I'm not being true. sarcastic. I'm being sarcastic. Yes, when I, I hear people say that, I'd laugh. Oh, of course you do. Like, no, you don't. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so uh, it is the stepchild, the masters, the big open, open, because, you know, anybody that can play in a wind tunnel, which is the British Open every year. Right. Uh, out freezing cold <laughs> where they invented golf. And then you got the Masters, the U.S. Open is, of course, uh, you and I could qualify for the U.S. Open. If, if we, we were a two-handicapper that That's how open it yeah. is. Oh, we yeah. could get in. So the PGA Championship, how many entrants? I bet you there's, what, 75 entrants in the PGA Championship instead of 150? Uh, no, actually, this is uh, – I'm, I'm surprised there are live golfers here because this is the PGA Championship. I I, that, I can't think that they're uh, they're allowing the P the, because this is one where where golf pros from around the country play in as well. I knew right. a couple guys that right. played in this. Right, I just saw that your club pros, yeah. your club pros get in stuff like that. Right, yeah, You're right. So, but I, that's what I was talking about. That Cam Smith is there, Brooks is there. These live mm. golfers are letting them play. Now, I was thinking, do not let them cross the grounds on a USGA event. But again. That's one of the ones they'll probably yeah. have to let him go. There, there I, the 17, PGA, yeah. Why there, would they let him come? I don't know. Yeah, there are 17 players from Live Golf playing this week. Uh, Jordan Spieth going for the career Grand Slam. Um, look, I, I think, honestly, uh, I think this tournament, I, I think they took a wrong term a long time ago. Um, this is the one tournament that Ben Hogan never won. 
Ben Hogan, uh, or he did well. He didn't win it in the year. You know that year he won the the Masters, the U.S. Open, and the British Open. Right. He was on a boat coming back, and they played the PGA Championship at that time because there was no air travel. He was coming back from the only British Open he ever played in, and he won. And he didn't get to play that year. And it's a good thing he didn't play because he would have won because the PGA used to be match play. And I think it would be so much better if it was a match play major. Yeah, I, I love, uh, you know, th- th- you'll make it, yeah, throw in your own thing. Because uh, also match play, because, you know, the amateur, they got to go 36 mm-hmm. on that final day. So it, you really got to have your huevos, man. And you got to be, be, you got to be able to play, uh, you know, Tiger six in a row, but that's Tiger. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, so this, that would be cool. A match play would be uh, definitely cool to see who could bear it. I you know who can, who can be, be the last man standing yeah. and get it done. But, and that's interesting. You bring up, you know, you used to have to, you know, Hey Columbus, could you drop me <laughs> off at the British <laughs> open on your way back? You yeah. Know, take you like three months to get there. And, Oh, well, no wonder you never won a major. You missed three of them while you were sailing over to the British Open. Yeah. Whereas now you can fly over and everything. So uh, um, it's uh, – they, they could look to liven it up. That would be – I like that, that match play. Oh, yeah. Off, because other than that, you know, it's uh, – It's boring. Or, it's like the U.S. Open's little brother. That, that, that's what it tells you. It wants to be as mean and as rough as the U.S. Open, but it never is. Because the U.S. Open, they're sadists, and and, and I'm I'm not the world's biggest fan of the U.S. Open because they try to make the golf courses so hard, and and I don't want to see pro golfers struggle. I want to see pro golfers hit great shots. I you know what though, but you know what, you know what, let somebody else the USGA. Guess what, PJ? This is for this is where Arnie and Joe get to go down and sign up at their local club and become a member of. We can't go sign up for the PGA. But we can just go sign up for the USGA. So it's this other governing body coming in and saying, okay, you're playing for my, my rules. And I used to get mad when they'd scream at the course is so unfair. There's too many blind shots mm-hmm. or stuff like that. And I'd oh, get over it. You know what? I have I, the, the intake dropped out of my car today. Okay. So sorry you had a blind shot. But, you know, they are pretty hard sometimes. You know, oh, I, God. Myself, I, mean... I conquered Beth Page Black. Oh, I know you did. Um, yeah. My dad yeah. actually got to caddy in the U.S. Open once, and they actually had to change the, the, the rules one day because they had a par three that was like 275 yards long. And this is in the 40s. Um, and it was it was like 270 yards long, and it had a dog leg. And it was a par three. They were like, <laughs> you, you, you can't have a par three that has a dog leg. How many, how many par threes do you do I have to hang a left? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Oh yeah, it was it was a real deal, and and he got he was in the, one of the practice rounds. He was caddying for a local guy that qualified, and or it was uh, he was playing. It was sponsors' day. He he was playing with the my dad was caddying for the main sponsor, and they were playing with Hogan. And they said right. my dad said Hogan's caddy got such a workout before the Hogan would go, and he would tell his caddy to stand two hundred and sixty yards away. And he would hit balls to him, like with his driver, and he would hit him in the bag because they used to have a shag bag. Hogan could hit the ball into the fucking bag. Yeah. I mean, if, you know, are you talking like a short game, though? Are you talking? No, no, I'm talking 250 yards away. You think he's using a four? 
250 back then, probably three Woody if he stepped on it, but maybe driver. Yeah, yeah, that's probably. Well, two things. Number one, um, of course, I'm going to grip it and rip it because I'm down one on 17. So I'm going to carry the trees and land on the green. Okay, I don't. Mm-hmm. You guys, if you want an old lady this uh, hole and, and lay up, and then you know get yourself a par if you play perfect. Murph's gonna grip it, rip it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna set it on the green. I'm gonna carry the trees, and if something goes wrong, I'll see where John Daly's at and what yeah. he's carrying. Yeah, see, see, this is the thing. You and I are entertainers. I'm gonna give those people their money's worth. I'm going for it. I'm always right. gonna go for it. Might as well. There's no laying up in life. Come on. Yeah, what if you were up by, like, six strokes and it was, like, the last hole? Oh, yeah, I'm laying up. Oh, yeah, if I'm yeah, up six there strokes. There you go, right. I, if, if I I'm up six, check. I'm not stupid. If I'm up six strokes and I'm about to win, I win by one. I am going to quintuple bogey that fucking hole just to make sure I win. Good. Good. You, you see the guy, you, you know, you see the PGA Pro and these guys are good, which I still don't like them wearing shorts. I don't know. I've stopped it, I'm, you know. I'm against, you know, manscaping or something. But they live, they wear the shorts. It doesn't look right. It doesn't look like they respect the game. No, but, uh, I agree. But, but it doesn't. It really, it's like a, it's like a, a free-for-all. And now I forgot what I was going to tell you, what you were telling me. And because uh, uh, we were carrying the trees, and I got to tell people out. Yeah, you're an entertainer. You know. you're, you're not mm-hmm. laying up. You're, you're going for it. Yeah. Yeah, because you you got to – oh, yeah, no, I, I know what I was going to say. Now, Mike, you know, the guy you ever see, you're a PGA guy, well, he hits – as soon as he hits it, kind of just flings his club off to the left. He's in disgust by the – doesn't even look – fuck or whatever. He walks off or whatever. It lands, like, right on the edge of the green and, like, rolls down, like, a couple of uh, uh, feet, maybe a foot or so. It's still right next to the green. And I, he's just – just you know, turn the mics up. He's so disgusted. I will take that shot oh, any day. day. Yeah, every day. <laughs> every day. If I knocked it on the green somehow around trees, I'm fucking happy it's on the green. See, this is what I, I, know. I want guys yeah. to cuss out there. This is why I love Tiger Woods so much. When he hits a bad shot, you hear him say, God damn it, Tiger. Now, that's what I want. That's I don't want this robot golf shit. This is why I like Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth still curses on the golf course. God bless him. And... I miss you the old what? days. Make miss... some wagers yeah. out there. I miss the old days where a guy would fucking, like Ben Hogan would fucking start a cigarette and not use a match the rest of the day. He would just chain smoke. He'd light one cigarette with the other and then throw it out. Man, he had them heaters going all damn day. Tiger asked uh, John Daniel. I, I had, it was 100 degrees out. I had, I had like 10 water. What'd you have? He's like 16 Diet Cokes and a half a pack of smoke. Yeah. That's John Daly, baby. Um, <laughs> Way to stay hydrated, buddy. Uh, switching uh, gears now. We're in playoff modes for uh, two of the major sports. Uh, Dallas Stars have made it to the Western Finals against the Las Vegas Knights. The Stars are going to kick the shit out of them, just letting you know. Um, also, it's basketball finals time. And last week, the 76ers and Celtics renewed their old school rivalry. Went to a game seven, and the 76ers got blown out. Celtics move on. And the 76ers fired Coach Doc Rivers. What do you think yeah. of that firing? You know, I, I think he's coached the, the, like 2020. And what, he won regular season, won fifth. Did he not win uh, 
what, 50 games in the regular season? Something like that, or yeah. Something like that. I mean, you know, both the, both of those guys, the guy before him, the Bucks coach got shit kicked. Of course, he should have been a little better, uh, got him a little further. The uh, they, of course, they had the MVP. Right. They're a great team, but they just got used. And then, and then, and then it's like, look at the Celtics. The Celtics, uh, then they get they get pummeled. So mm-hmm. I'll tell you what. Uh, this, uh, I think. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's something else going on. He's 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 not flailing. We the worst record Frank Solich in Nebraska was it's seven and seven. They fired him. They went livid to Nebraska. Right. Are you kidding? We can accept nine and three, buddy, or something like yeah. that. <laughs> way he went seven, and then after that we had the train of coaches that can't win. Uh, but uh, I, you know, Doc's a good guy. <laughs> I hope he has a backup gig. I mean, to me, I don't know why they would do that. I don't know why yeah, you see, went. To, you know, we almost were in the NBA, the East Coast, or the Eastern Finals. So, uh, if that's not successful, I don't know what you're looking for. Well, and and the Seventy Sixers haven't been good since Allen Iverson was there, and they've had a lot of top picks, and they busted, and and Doc gets them all the way to the playoffs in Game Seven, and they fire him. I was I was very I was very very surprised at that. Very surprised. Yeah. Ray, uh, you raise your team from the ashes, and yeah. then oh, some big win gets pissed because this was the year he he wanted it all. I mean, yeah, he like I said, any other business that's he's successful. For some reason, he's not in the NBA, which that is hard to. Well, comprehend. He, he has one title. He he won with Celtics. Um, in the three seasons he was with the Sixers, he went one fifty four and eighty two. So he's averaging fifty wins a year. How do you? I, I don't understand how you fire a guy who averages fifty wins a year. Well, how many? What are the thirty teams? Right? Yeah, it's crazy. Thirty teams. Every single one of them wants a championship, and only one can have it. Yeah. So those twenty nine other teams, boy, if you don't get there, you might be looking for work. Yeah, very, very strange. Very, very odd, if you ask me. Yeah. Um, Next story here is the A's have reached a deal to develop the Las Vegas uh, site for the stadium. Well, they, it was, I, I actually went to the A's game, right? Okay. And it got really bad because um, they were announcing the, the seat, you know, the, the kissing booth. The, you know, they show oh, the yeah, yeah, kissing, the kiss, me, the, yeah, the kiss cam. Well, there was a lot of, first off, there was a lot of graffiti on the Jumbotron. But then, uh, I, I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't put it on me, but, but there was no one there. Because there's only a thousand, right, two, yeah. I think it was a thousand nine hundred fans at the game. So I ran up, and I swear to God, I thought this was a hot chick. Caitlyn Jenner, I'm so pissed. <laughs> and then so. Oh. So um, they've agreed with the Bally and Gaming and Leisure Properties to build a potential stadium on the Tropicana Hotel site on the Las Vegas Strip. Yep. Boy, Ben, if you thought traffic was bad before in Las Vegas, put a Major League Baseball team right on the Strip. That town is just, you know, there's a... when you go, one of the biggest mistakes businesses make is they try to grow too big, and you know they are too fast. I mean, they try to grow too. Oh, the money's coming. You know, they don't, then they get so many orders they can't handle them. Stuff like that. The only business which is Vegas that can grow as fast as you'd like because we have the cash is Vegas. They 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 get went from 
uh, you know, a few Mormons having a couple of marriages. There's nothing to talk about. No. And then from there, they go on and do. They have NASCAR. They have uh, NBA, Major League Baseball, NFL, hockey. I mean, I think they got them all. Right? Oh no, no NBA yet. But no NBA. Star games and college. I mean, that city is just, you know. Uh, <laughs> have you ever seen the movies where they before? You know how, but now when it's mature, they tell you that we smoking. Yes. Thank you. I'm very. Let's get the children out of here. There's gonna be smoking, uh, and I need a pack anyway. But now they also have the flashing lights. Like if you have like what is it? It's the it, the movie may have too many flashy lights, so it may cause a seizure. Have you oh, ever yeah. seen that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, and they put up nets along all the fucking. You can't catch a foul ball anymore because you got the nets all up because some kid got hit once because they were paying attention to their fucking cell phone. Uh, what I'm saying is when you watch, when you're getting ready to watch a movie and the thing of the lion roars, MGM lion roars, and you're sitting down and then it comes up and this is intended for mature audiences and, would, and it starts showing, you know, uh, you know, gratuitous sex, uh, right. violence, uh, language. Now, like I said, now they've added smoking. They will let you know if the movie has smoking in it. Right. And they also let you know if there's going to be a lot of action, flashing lights. And so if you get seizures, we're letting you know now. Because I'm not even kidding you. You look for it. It's there all the time because, you know, some that movie caused me to have a seizure. It was right after the hot coffee at McDonald's caused me to burn my hand. You know, and so they put this, this I mean, the smoking, I thought was, okay, that's fine. I don't want children to smoke, so go ahead. Mature audiences only, because these people are going to be imbibing uh, a plant grown here. Uh, but, but now they even, like I said, it, it's like the, hey, be warned, the coffee is hot. Right. Oh, my God, thank God you told me that it was hot. I had no clue that now they have the flashing lights and, the, and the, it may cause you to have a seizure. Some people get a seizure. People might know about this, some of the listeners, but I was just getting the point that the Vegas is just like, I might be able to handle a day down there. Because that place is just out of control, and it's just, it is like the most topping, growing city in the country. I have no idea what that has to do with, with seizures, has to do with because, a ballpark being built have a warning on warning when you go to Vegas that the flashing lights and everything, you may get overwhelmed. What epileptic person? Black and white TV, and what, they have to what, tell what, me that. What, what epileptic Vegas, person is going to Vegas? Because it's out of control. I'm epileptic, and I want to go see a ball game in Vegas. Oh no, they have flashing lights. I can't go. No, no, Vegas. You couldn't handle. You can't handle the truth, Arnie. Okay, <laughs> but I would. I, 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 I love that they got the team, the age. I, I love it. Well, you know what? Oakland should get their minor league team. No, because they'll take that away from Sacramento. No, Sacramento gets to keep the team because Sacramento people go to ball games. Or, or I don't know. Uh, maybe the well, River Cats or got Giants. A team. Yeah, Sacramento have the Giants. Like, the city of Oakland just wants to get rid of sports. Everybody in Oakland hates sports, and they've done a great job of getting rid of them. It's called a tax base. Yeah. If you're driving through the fine city of St. Louis, Missouri, 
Oh, there's the arch, the gateway to the west. There's Bush Stadium. There's a thriving town. Cross the Mississippi River into uh, East St. Louis. No thanks. Get the hell out of there. No okay? thanks. There is no, there's no tax base. There's no, uh, you know, Kurt Russell was right in Escape from L.A. because that's what's happening to our towns. The homeless, have you been to Sacramento? The no. homeless are taking over. Some of these towns are just, they're just, there's no, they, they, they don't have the money. To, to 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 what they call gentrification, mm-hmm. and, and you know, and and revitalize, and that towns like Oakland are just they're drying up. It's gonna be it's gonna be tent cities, and it, I mean it's 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 bad. You drive through Sacramento, it's even really bad there. Fuck, uh, San Francisco's the worst. San Francisco's no better. They allow the homeless to poop and pee on the streets. That's not against oh, the law yeah. for them. Without, I mean, San Francisco, they're, they're a big giant town. I'm saying this is affecting even the smaller ones are getting oh, really, yeah. really bad. It's just, it's growing. It's coming further. further. It's almost like uh, Will Smith in uh, uh, I Am I am Legend. Yeah, they're oh, just, yeah. One the, day the, they're going to find us. <laughs> you know, we can't move to the suburbs to the, uh, uh, fast enough. And it's just like I said, oh, San Francisco used to be a great place to visit. Great place to visit. Wouldn't want to live there. But now, the, the, and I don't, this isn't all homeless, but they're very aggressive. The homeless there are very aggressive. Oh, yeah. it, like you said, it smells like a sandy hut. Um, it, it, you know, it's just, it's not a fun thing. It's, it's so expensive. Oh, my gosh. Forget about it. I had to, have, I had to go with Tiger's girlfriend just to go. Last <laughs> uh, let's see. Las Vegas Aviators are the AAA team for the A's. So you move the Aviators to Oakland. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll make that trade. Um, Battleborn says, I'm going to Pittsburgh for week uh, week 16 game against Cincinnati. Love the Steelers. Boy, that'll be a good game. There you go. Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. Um, that's what we got to talk about now is the NFL. Uh, and we've talked about this. We talked about the YouTube thing. Have you seen the latest? So the Sunday ticket. There's a pride, whatever, Sunday. It's yeah. now... Because the only reason I ever, I mean, they had a lot of other things that were just as good. But one of the reasons I went with DirecTV, obviously, because, boom, a Sunday ticket. And for 79 bucks, you used to get it or sign up and uh, and get it for free. Now it's moving to YouTube. Oh, we talked about that. But there's an, there's an even bigger twist happening now. Oh, no. What? NBC's Peacock streaming service will exclusively air the Bills-Chargers NFL game in Week 16. It will also, here's the big one, be exclusively airing one of the league's playoff games. No, no, wait a minute. Before I get going, I thought Peacock was getting one playoff game. That's it. They are, and I think that's retarded. Okay, because I have to talk. Now, I know when I get excited about stuff, I get really pumped up, and I go, but this really bothers me, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to try to keep it. Well, I'm going to try to keep I'm going to dumb it down for the fans because I know. No, I'm kidding. You're intelligent people. Are you kidding me? I love every one of you. Um, You really irks the hell out of me. First, we got Prime. Okay, that's that's a – a, a regular season game every Thursday. That is on. Um, that is you have to buy. You don't have to have to because uh, if you live in the city, 
that has that team, whether it be the playoff on Peacock, the prime games, you will get that shown on one of your NBC, Fox, or CBS affiliates uh, for free, which was really irked me because, which is fine, they should get it. So you always, if you live in San Francisco, you get the Niners free, I guarantee you, without, uh, every week. If you live in Miami, you get the Dolphins free every week. But now we move on to cable, which has been slowly... People are tired of buying streaming services. Hockey, a long time ago, all cable. NBA, cable. Until the finals, ABC. I, I want to wait till I see it. I get a bunch of ones on ESPN or something. But they're cable. Major League Baseball, you get to the, the, the uh, American League, National League. One's on Fox, uh, finals. The American League, National League, finals. One's on Fox. One's on T, uh, TBS, I believe it is. Yep. So the NFL—that's where every, that's where even because quick tip, the new station ESPNW coming. What does that W stand for? <laughs> well, it can't be women because we can't define what a woman is. Because it, I, it, it, I thought it should have been ESPN. Anyway, ESPLGBTQ. Yeah, it, but they it, didn't it should know just that. be they ESPN like Plus. So, so the, the, the football is it? Football's the big daddy at the Super Bowl. There's party. Nobody has World Series parties unless you're big fans like you would or or I would or something like that. But, but you know, and it's global. It's the big boy, right. and it's always been free. It's always been we get it, and especially the playoffs. It's free. Playoffs. You know, I mean, uh, that's just there's no choice. I remember when the baseball went to cable on the playoffs. What the hell? Yeah. I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> and then, so now it, it's just it, it, we. You have to pay four ninety nine. You don't if you want the cheapest thing you can get. You pay four ninety nine because that's your favorite team playing. And the only fucking way you get to see that game is if you play Peacock four ninety nine for the for a month. Yeah, I I'm um uh, I'm so disappointed in the NFL for for first of all even having games on Prime during the week like on Thursday nights. Um, but for the NFL to put a playoff game on a pay per stream channel, uh, it, and, and by the way, this will affect 90% of the, I'm sorry, about 98% of fans because they don't live in those cities. If the, if the playoff game is the Kansas city chiefs against the Buffalo bills, I won't get that game. Yep, Kansas City and Buffalo will. And, and why and do we, I have to pay for free, this game right? now? And we have to pay the four ninety nine and just for one stupid thing. It's yeah. like it's like you're charging me admission NFL for the game. So I'm going to ask you a really hard question. Um, how long until, or or, did, or will it happen? How long before the Super Bowl is a pay per view event? Yeah, I can just see it now. It'll be like a it'll be like a pro wrestling UFC Super Bowl triple header, and it'll cost you a half a year's wages. Um, no, let's just go. Let's just go Super Bowl. Let 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 let's pin this out. Yeah, you get the I, I, Super I, Bowl. I, you know what? I, I, it won't happen in our lifetime, Arnie. We I, who knows after us. I'm like I said. I, I sometimes I'm glad I'm getting older because it's like man, the world's really moving really quick, and it's like I. Uh, so I don't think it happens in our lifetime. This pay per view for the Super Bowl, because you and me, you know, that's like 
You know, that's like our grandpa's not getting the windshield wiped to the, at the service station when they get their oh, right. ah, That's You know what this world is? It's like crazy kids. <laughs> nobody wants to work anymore. It, you know, it's, it's like that. And nobody, we, that's going to be absurd to us. Are you kidding me? I mean, Artie, we be sitting out in front of Artie's place because, of course, I'll have to move in. I'll yeah. need help. No and worries. We'll be sitting on the porch going, you're damn right on that page for that fucking Super Bowl. No, and, and, and Joe, I hope you're right, but let me play devil's advocate with you so we can figure out how much this is going to cost. Um, we've seen the salaries in the NFL go crazy. The, 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 the salaries are insane. We're, go, we're, we're about two or three years away from pl- paying an athlete $100 million a year to play football. We're, we're only a few years away from that. Um, so where will the team owners get the money? Because fans will finally, they won't be able to afford to go to games. Not that fans can really afford to go to games now. So the NFL is going to have to make more revenue somehow. They're going to sell more ad space. So that means more commercials, which pisses the fans off. I, I honestly think, I, I, I think if they were to go down, I think this is a test road they're going down with this streaming. So let's say the NFL does offer the Super Bowl. What, what do you think? Is it is it ninety nine dollars? Well, it's either this. Now, what was that again? I missed the last one. I said, I said, what would they? Ch- would it be a ninety nine dollar uh, fee? Or For it, to get what now? The Super Bowl, just the Super oh, yeah. Bowl. I don't know. That's tough. I mean, like well, you're saying, like let's say this year's Super Bowl or whatever was going to be on pay per view. What would you think the fee would be? Yeah, well, it, yeah. If it, it when it when it makes it finally to pay per view, what do you think the cost will be? Um, I would hope they keep it under. I, I you probably read something. I would hope no. they would keep it under hundred. Oh, you didn't read anything? No, this is just uh, me looking at the future and, and and seeing what the NFL is doing, and, and you're gonna have some people in the NFL who are whispering to Roger Goodell, "Hey, Roger, do you realize how much money you're leaving on the table by not having pay per view games?" <laughs> Well, and if, if what I mean, even even if you have a sold out NFL stadium, sixty thousand people every week, you know, you know, you're not going to sell it every week. Some teams do, but mm-hmm. the, those fans that have to park and buy meals for their four rug rats, and 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 your dad's got a drinking problem. Of course, he's going to pound a few. And so, and they got to park, and they got to get tickets for the game, and go there. Okay, there's a certain point where the working stiff says, "I can't pay this. It's a, it's it's like a vacation. It's a what? Well, you know what? Really well, you know, instead of going to Disneyland, guess what? We're going to the White Sox game. Oh my gosh, we've never been there. That's what they're making the fans. So somebody's got to foot the bill. Hello, TV. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, think about the Joe. I want you to think about this. Uh, you got to think about growing up. Did your family ever spend fifteen hundred dollars on a vacation? I can tell you that mine sure as fuck didn't. Probably not. You see, and it paid no way. Uh, probably back in the day, you, you kept it under eight hundred, and that included a week in hotels. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's a that's a week in hotels. That's travel. That's gas money because God knows we're gonna drive everywhere. That's food out every single night. I'm talking fifteen hundred dollars is what it, it I think is about what it costs the average family to attend an NFL game now. Oh my God! That's one be, day. I, I can only if you know that figure. 
I, I would I, to go to an NFL, a family of four. I'm going to say it's got to be a, a minimum five Hunsky to go to the game. Oh, tickets! Look, look, minimum tickets. Um, I think I think lowest tickets in most places are like one twenty-five, and that's face value. So if you're lucky enough to get them at face value, congratulations. So you got four tickets at, at four twenty or at one twenty-five each. That's five hundred dollars right there. We haven't parked. We haven't eaten anything. We haven't bought in a foam fucking finger. Nothing. And 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 I understand. I appreciate athletes and and what they do and what they get paid. And if they get paid what they get paid, they get paid with. But when it comes down to it, it affects you, the fan, the most. Mage just says, I watch Super Bowl because I like football. If it goes to paper watch, I'll only watch if my team gets in. And I think most people would do that and they would lose money. I hope so. I hope so because the fans need to somehow take the games back because it's become ridiculous, man. It is just so ridiculous. It is, and these salaries. I've, Arnie, I've always wondered. I've always, when I've seen these salaries, especially like in baseball, three hundred and eighty million over, over. Who's gonna pay? How, okay, let's just say the fans had a tickets had to pay for it. Figure out like Fernando Tatis's today, this year's salary. Awesome. How much each fan is gonna pay if you had mm-hmm. to put it down? That each fan, fan is gonna pay for his salary, and uh, you know, uh, that, that's why we remember guys. I always remember Kobe for this, and I talk about him because I remember he would not feel good, but he'd still go play because he remembered when he wanted to see Michael Jordan and his dad, mm-hmm. and they went to the game. They sat in the nosebleed section, and from that point, he was like, "Man, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be like Mike or whatever." And so he always, he, he always remembers. That's why I'm playing. These fans, the guy up there, the worker sitting up there, that brought his son to the game and paid out the ass for it, whatever. He gets you. He came to see me play. Yeah. He came to see me play, so I'm going to watch him play. Because I, I, I don't know, you know, about my toe. I got an ingrown toe now, because I got to sit. All right, Dan. Go get in the tub, bro. You know, I, no. You know, he, Kobe's out there because thank you, Kobe, for, for living up to, you know, what what you're supposed to do. Right, you're a man. Maid says, I went to Denver to watch the Niners, and with the cost of everything, food, tickets, parking, I paid for four people almost $700. Uh, yeah, I know. Like I said, the only way I can attend, a per- first off, okay, I have been just by, I, you know, I, I couldn't afford the Tuesday lunch at the strip club Spice House. Okay, that's the Tuesday <laughs> afternoon crowd. I was pricey. Too, uh, I couldn't go there. So you're talking about this other stuff. You know, it's it's just amazing how people uh, could do that. I mean, it takes a lot. I, I mean, it, it's like a vacation. That's crazy. Seven hundred bucks. I, 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 I mean, I like I said it. They're pricing the real fans out, and they're letting all these people in. And these are the reason why the rules are changed. This is the reason why you can't hit a receiver going over the middle, even though that's what we want to see. We want the old-time football back. Yes, it was violent. It was horrible. But that's what made it football. And this new game that they want to call football, it's, it's really it's getting to the point where the appeal is being lost to me on the professional level. I still love college football, though. Still love college oh, football more yeah, than anything. Yeah, well, you know, but that's getting tainted, too. Yep. Like, you know, Saban was pissed because old Jimbo, Jimbo's just got, oh, man, he's like, well, well here's Cal Dixon from Cal Dixon Chevrolet. Mm-hmm. 
And he'd like to pay you such and such dollars to, to come to Texas A&M every year. And, oh, okay. So you can now buy your players. And uh, the boosters are got a little, they got started shaking in Alabama because, oh, my God, now instead of just being the best, we're going to have to start paying or we're going to fall behind. Just stop. Just stop. It is. No, what do you no, mean? No. You can sponsor. No, no. I, I'm, I'm just going to tell you to stop. To think that Alabama didn't play their pay their players beforehand. Maybe they just know I'm no. saying I know they do. I know that you do. Yeah. They're telling him to step up his game. This Jimbo means business. You know, like yeah. we we got to boost the boosters. You guys, we got to have more money. Right. Of course they paid for everything. Yeah. Look, I, I, I appreciate the NIL deals that are out there for these student athletes to get their money. Um, but but I, I'm under no and, – and I know that you know this too. You, you're a fan of Nebraska football. I'm a fan of the University of Texas football. I know that my program has done dirty shit. Oh, yeah. And, and here's the thing. We haven't been caught yet. But and, it's and, not dirty anymore. That's the point. It's not um, dirty anymore. It's not. And now you can – now you can – to the recruit, you're going to play – well, I've got a name image like this sponsor already. It might be Cal Jackson. But I'm telling you, okay, I'll be there. I won't have to do much. Maybe wear a T-shirt of those around or something. But I'm telling you, now it's legal. It doesn't have to be an envelope under the table. It's now just we, – we got boosted up, boosters. We need money. We but, don't get Jimmy Jackson from Southern California, you know, from the best player in the, in the country we're gonna have to pay for him now 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 uh, now let's continue this because this is a fascinating conversation i think the nil needs to be reined in i think it needs to be reined i think that the transfer portal needs to be reined in um and i think it's going to happen because these nil deals that you're talking about which you're absolutely right about they don't longer have to pay under the table even though some schools will still do that um the small schools are going to bitch. They're going to say nobody wants to do an NIL deal here. This isn't fair. This isn't fair for us. We want to compete. Here we yeah. are being the University of Utah, and we can't really compete with the NIL deals that, that Coach Prime can get in Colorado. It's not fair. And that's what's going to be the end of the NIL. Yeah, because I mean, look, look at the locker room at uh, at the Delaware. I mean, go look at the locker room at Ohio State. Even before the NIL, we can't compete. Now you're making it worse. Now you're, I mean, we'll never be. Able, I right off the bat, I think like you, none of it. I don't even think none of that should be around. And I guess what, kid? Hey, buddy, you know what? You don't have, you know, your mom. What's she pulling? Twelve grand last year. Well, guess what? Listen, we we're gonna give you a full ride. You're gonna get yourself a college degree, first one in the Johnson family with a college degree, and I'm gonna make sure you get there. And a full ride will feed you every day. Well, whatever. Do you want to come to Alabama? Well, yes, sir. Whatever. That's what I want it to be. Just like you and me like it, like that. And then you come home from high school, and, and there's. Uh, Lou Holtz sitting at the dinner table and stuff, and they recruit you and, and show you that they really care. And, and the guy that says, well, oh, you'll start. I guarantee you'll start. Or the coach that says, well, I don't know, son. You may not start as a freshman. We got, mm-hmm. I, I mean, he, you know, that's the way we like it, right, Arnie? Well, I, I do like it that way, but I, I, can be, I, I can be talked into something here. Um, these student athletes, they make a lot of money for the university, a lot of money for the university. Right. And, you know, that kid that we give a football scholarship, 
he makes the university maybe in his four years, if he's a star player, we'll, we'll Peyton Manning him. He makes the university close to $100 million, at least, over those four years. Now, the, that, that scholarship that you gave to that, that kid who's doing chemistry, well, he didn't earn $100 million for the school. And he probably, through maybe some grants and things, maybe he'll donate money back to the school later on. But he didn't make money for the school like Peyton Manning did. I don't have a problem. And somebody said a, a salary cap for college teams. How about the NCAA comes out with a base salary uh, for freshmen, sophomores, juniors, and seniors? And then if you want to get back to the $100 handshakes, we can go back to that. So... So the first thing is, number one, is that with college, that's only it's not pro. Pro is it's you know people sometimes ask you know so where do you think the first uh, where do you think the first priority of a newspaper is? Oh, so, no, to make money. Yeah, that's number one. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, so with when it comes to uh, you know when it comes to these kids going, some of them come from the inner city. They don't have any money, but they better than their mom does, you know, back home. So, so I, I'm, I'm, I give them a little, give them some money, give them some spend. But you're getting the full run. Now, the kids that are smart, the 4.5 kids, the thing, we want to beat China and the rest of the world. It's all about where education was before. You're supposed to be a student athlete. So mm-hmm. those kids, we still got to give them their, we want some smart kids. We'll help y'all, buddy, if you got to help us out when you're done, or that kind of thing. Because we, education is education, and you know, some smart kid, just because he doesn't have the money, he shouldn't get left behind, because I want to go there and go on spring break. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, so I think they should get in, but, but they should give them some money. There should be some kind of a payment, like you said. Because also, besides all that money, guess what? The women's softball team didn't get to fly to Stillwater today unless it was for the football team that right. made all the money. Mm-hmm. See, it, that, it, 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 it's such a convoluted system. And, and I could fix the system real quick, but if I were to fix the system, Joe, it would hurt people's feelings. You see, I would go in and I'd go to Title IX and I'd go, look here, hey, Title IX, I understand what you stand for. And if there is, uh, if there are women's sports, we'll have women's sports here. But don't think that you're going to be be equal to the men's sport. Now, if you're the University of Connecticut and the women's basketball team makes a, a lot of the money there, still don't make as much as the football team. But that's a different story, and that, that football team sucks. But they get paid more. The women's basketball right. program gets paid more. I have no problem with that. They as well they should you know as well they should and there are few yes. schools that when you register if you're a regular Joe Schmo student you got a little nickel goes for the health center a little nickel goes over uh, it goes for the athletic program there are several probably just a few left Nebraska one of them I'm I'm sure Texas is probably that their athletic department is completely self-supporting yeah. we take no student money. Most student might. We are completely simple. And I believe the women deserve just because, just because you know, I, football is involved. I mean, at school is not only you know, PE is important. And when you're in college and you play volleyball or you play football, that's kind of like PE. I mean, but it's top level PE. It's all part of you know. Uh, education, your mind, ex- everybody knows exercise helps yeah, you learn when you go back to the books, uh, you know, the next morning. And so it's yes. like, it's all of the, those people need, that needs to be done. It needs to be the school needs to Harvard. Harvard isn't worried about turning out the first round draft pick. You know, no. Harvard's uh, trying to find somebody smarter than Elon Musk. Yeah. But, 
Good luck. Because right. because they limit the amount of Asians they have in there, they're not going to find them. Check <laughs> no, you affirmative action. Yeah. Uh, all yeah, right. So I believe that the big yeah, they make a ton of money. They should be compensated some way, but I think we should also, you know, take into account what what they do get, you know, because uh, you you come out of there. Uh, and education is something you can't take away from somebody. You take the money away. The IRS has shown us that. Thank you, mm -hmm. Dolly Parton, for buying it back for us. But you know, <laughs> anybody can take the money, but nobody can take away when you get learned. You know what I mean? I hear you. Uh, yeah, so all right, that's a Joe. Good thing. That is going to do it for us this week. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure having you on. Real quick, couple notes. Yes. Sorry, am I upsetting you? Not at all. No, God no. <laughs> Anything um, but. Real quick, Rafael Nadal first missed French Open. You know, he's the king of the clay. Mm. He will miss the French Open for the first time in his entire life. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Uh -huh. uh, uh, let's see what other quickly. Gordon Ramsay opening up two restaurants at the Silver Legacy here in Reno. Is he really? Oh my! Do you have the names? Is it going to be Hell's Kitchen? Ramsay's Kitchen. Okay. And Gordon Ramsay's Fish and Chips. Ooh. The kitchen will be more will be for the whole casino thing. But Gordon Ramsay's Fish and Chips will be an authentic England London style pub setting with some flair. Oh, does that mean people in there with bad teeth and terrible hats? No, it means menus that don't have the prices written on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, because if you got to ask, you can't afford to eat there anyway. Get the fuck out of here. I hope you're applying for a job, buddy, because that food ain't got nothing to eat in here. All right, pal. Well, I will talk to you next week. Have a great weekend, Joe. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. See ya. Uh, Lake Tahoe, Joe Murphy, everybody. And now back to the 80s music.
pieces of, uh, of uh, uh, housework to do here on the show. We'll stop this real quick. First things first, I, I meant to do this earlier this morning, uh, but um, real quick. Okay. Well, look, my wife has a rule in her family. Yeah. When somebody's birthday, sing happy birthday. You ready? Right. It's George Strait. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Valerie. George Strait. Happy birthday to you. The king of country music. I think he's like 72 today. Fucking A, George. Tomorrow, I'll be playing my all-time... Whoops, the Daisy hit the microphone there. Um, I'll be playing my all-time favorite George Strait song tomorrow. Tomorrow's 80s songs are going to be my favorite songs of the 80s. So uh, that, that's what I'll play tomorrow. I do have a great 80s George Strait song, though, for today. Um, by the way, that last uh, music set was sponsored by Aquanet for all your hairstyling needs. My God. Boy, those were some hair bands right there. Now... The other piece of uh, cleaning we got to do here is it's happened again, ass family. Yep. Yeah, you know what? Hold on a second here. Let, let, let's get the right music for this. Um, yep. Hey, you know, I'm tired. I'm tired. Bullshit. This is bullshit. Bullshit again. Dave Portnoy who I, I like. I admire Dave Portnoy for what he's done, his hustle. But you know what? It's all come on the back of me. That's right. Dave Portnoy. Hey, Roscoe, what's up, buddy? I'm going to tell you about a bad person named Dave Portnoy right now. You see, Dave Portnoy 
he he became a best-selling children's author uh, a few years ago. I believe the year was uh, 2016. He wrote a little book called uh, Sharks Have Feelings Too. And he talks about how people invade the shark's backyard. Uses that phrase, I believe, in the book, the shark's backyard. Now, it's interesting that nobody had ever talked about this before. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. There was a comedy show that was on a radio station. There was a, a comedian who happened to be on a radio station who sold DVDs and, and, uh, and audio downloads. Who was the first to ever really talk about you're in the shark's backyard? And I'm going to say that person was Arnie Roy States. And that happened in 2015, before Dave Portnoy's little book. Now, I've been stolen from in the past, but it's happened again. Just the other day, Dave Portnoy was on a a podcast talking about the ills of the new tipping kiosk. You know, something we talked about on this show just two weeks ago and how he's deathly against it because he doesn't want to be seen like a cheapskate. Can you take more plays out of my playbook, Dave? Is this why you never wrote me back when I said I'd love to maybe work for you at Barstool Sports? Did you know that I was better than you, Dave? Is that what it is? I don't have the business acumen that Dave Portnoy has. Not at all. The man is, is smart beyond words. But to build this empire up off that book and then his little rag of a magazine that took off on my heavy lifting. How dare you? Jesus. Alert the lawyers. Exactly. Let's get them going here. Baby shark doo 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 doo. Baby shark doo 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 doo. There you go. Now that's stuck in your head. Now, uh, today's jokes uh, that I put online, you're going to be like, well, Arnie, I've heard those before. Well, I, I, I did today's jokes are special. Today I did two Princess Diana jokes. Why did the princess cross the road? Because she wasn't wearing a seatbelt. Did you know that Princess Diana had dandruff? Yes, they found her head and shoulders in the glove compartment. And I did those because last night, after receiving yet another award for doing absolutely nothing on behalf of women and womankind anywhere, Meghan Markle and Harry Markle were leaving an event, and the paparazzi chased them down. We have video. Uh, let's see. At Covercraft, Wait, I we skipped understand. the ad earlier, dick We bags. understand that it's not just a car. Come on. It's shut up. There we go. Yeah. All right. Paparazzi's okay. They're in a yellow cab. You would figure that those two would not be traveling in a yellow cab, maybe a limo. But they're in a yellow cab. They're taking pictures of them in the back of a yellow cab. Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. Okay, here we go. Okay, so they're stopped in traffic. They're not weaving in and out of traffic like they said they were. Well, I tell you what, paparazzi's dressed like a bunch of horse baggers. I mean, these are guys that would fuck horses. All right, here we go. We're on the move again in a yellow cab. Oh, now we've let him go. 
This is the scariest thing they've ever been through in their life. They had to stop and, and people were taking pictures of them. Most paparazzi didn't try hard enough. If he says haracha, he might be end up committing suicide by hanging and shotgun by, I swear to God, if anybody, if anybody ever tries to fucking go after <laughs> my racha, oh, it's on. Oh, you're, you're green lit. The NYPD who assisted Prince Harry and Markle with transportation shared their account with Fox News. They were numerous photographers that made their transport challenging. The Duke and Duchess of Sussex arrived at their destination, and there were no reported collisions, injuries, or arrests. So they made it there okay. They just got chased down by paparazzi in New York. Receiving an award for, for I, don't, I don't even know what she did, like her, 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 her furthering of the female agenda. Well, how can you have a female agenda if we don't even know what a woman is anymore? Uh, can I say bullshit on this story? Yes, it happened per the police, but not as scary as they say. But couldn't they just have stopped traffic and let him get away? Right? I mean, one of the guys, I saw an, uh, I, I saw it on the news, and one of the guys used to be in the Secret Service. He says, oh, I've never been that, that frightened before in my life. Well, that's why you used to be in the Secret Service is because, well, you're a pussy. You are a big, throbbing pussy. You cannot have a two-hour car chase in New York City. Come on, man. I, look, I agree with you totally. New York City! Oh, yeah. They traveled two blocks, LOL. I mean, this is just... Boy, I tell you what. See, I, I think the lizard people, if the lizard people are real, we are looking at our leaders of the world right here. I think the lizard people want to put Meghan Markle and, and Harry Markle in charge. The Markles. They are absolutely, positively worthless. Literally, they have no trade skills. They're not entertaining. It's not like, like, like he can go up on a, a comedy stage somewhere and do like 15 minutes. He's awful. She's a shitty actress who only got a job on the USA Network. Her biggest claim to fame next to bagging a royal is holding a briefcase. Aim high, people. Aim high. Because you never know what... Girls, young ladies out there, trannies, whatever, if we're going to accept you, let let me just tell you this. You never know which dick is going to get you to the top. Meghan Markle realized, wait a second, I can, mail, I can marry royal dick and then get him to do all this stuff? She put that one in, his, in her mouth one time and one time only. Good God. I swear. <laughs> so stupid. And, and, and Ogre, I'm going to agree with you 100%. That paparazzi didn't even come close to trying. Not even close. Isn't that right, Roscoe? Yeah, buddy. You and your ankle breaker today? Yeah, boy.
He's fascinated by my my knee's been bothering me lately, so he's trying to rip my knee brace off now. See, he's he's already got the wrestling in his blood. He found my weak spot. He's going after it now. Um, interesting story here. I, I have this story because I, I need to speak on this. Now, now a lot of people will find this to be fascinating, and and oh my God, what they could find. Oh, he's fine. He's okay in here. Um, the remains of two people to believe to have been killed by an earthquake that accompanied the AD 79 eruption of Mount Vesuvius have been found in the ruins of the ancient Roman city of Pompeii. Well, thank God we can stop looking at those milk cartons now. The skeletons thought to belong to two men in their mid-50s were found during ex- excavations at the Insula di Cassi Amani, or the Insula of Chast Lovers, an area of Pompeii made up of a cluster of homes and a bakery. Now, now, now I'm glad, look, look, good they found the carcasses and the, the, the skeletal remains of these people from A.D. 79. Here's my question. What did you think you were going to find? I, I, did, did, you, did you think that you were going to find the Lost Scrolls? I mean, seriously, what did you, oh my God, a skeleton. Did you think you were going to make it? Holy shit, we haven't seen these people since AD 79. That makes them over 2,000 years old. They're almost 2,100, they're 2,100 years old. At least 2,150 if they're in their 50s. One of the victims is thought to have been raised his arm in an attempt to protect himself from the falling wall. So what you're telling us is we were stupid back then, too, because our arm is going to stop a falling concrete wall. And it's weird that they were able to figure out that the bones belong to a man. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Do we know that he was a man, or did he... Did, did, did he... Did he want to be recognized as a woman in AD 79? I I get it. I get why they do these. Things. I get it. I understand the excavations and there but but is this really a story? I mean, didn't like everybody die when Mount Vesuvius went off? It, it, it's not like there's a you know a, a hidden cave that the molten lava created that provides air and food for the next 2,000 years. Hopefully they got his pronouns right. See, I would be terrible on this excavation. Oh my God, we found something. I would have, if I went on an excavation like this, I would have to have my sound effects. Hey, look over here. I found something. Of course you found something. (laughs) We know there's shit underneath here. You know what? I bet you. I bet you. In about 75, 80 years, somebody's going to be digging around, and they're going to find out, oh, my gosh, we're digging around in a cemetery. And now look at all these dead bones in here. Oh, my God. What the fuck did you think? Were, Were you looking for the lost city of Atlantis?
Oh, I know what it was. They they got they got a tip that Jimmy Hoffa was there. For the love of God, if that's too old of a joke for you people, then look it up. I sw- I I just <laughs> just don't get it anymore. Oh, sad news to report to all you reality show fans out there. Todd and Julie Christie's children, their son Chase, and their ugly as fuck daughter Savannah, the bitch who can trick or treat over the phone, are said to be desperate to snag a new reality TV deal as they face bitter financial struggles after parents' imprisonment but are struggling to find a network that will work with their disgraced family. Once again, on the record, when your mama and your daddy, the main characters of your reality show, end up defrauding the federal government of millions of dollars and are found guilty of it and are put into Hooskow. Oh, did I mention they were the stars of the show, too? The kids were tertiary. When the stars are no longer available, networks are going to be like, yeah, we don't know. And now that's surrounded by all this shit, they're going to be like, yeah, no. And by the way, Uggo doesn't need to be on TV no more. Uggo don't need to be on TV at all. Unless she's like, if they were to make her an equestrian like broadcaster, I could go for that. She could be the color person. You know how they have, like, old football players doing doing commentary? They're the color person of, of the football game. She's the horse. She could do all the broadcasting about what the horse is feeling like at the equestrian. God, I want to see this family go away so much. There's no talent in this family. We need a TV deal. Otherwise, we're going to go broke. Well, there's a place called McDonald's you could go to and work. There's a couple other places. Didn't you go to college? Oh, you didn't learn anything? You just went there for the fucking TV of it? All right. There you go. Dummies. <sighs> There's a story going around right now on TikTok. I don't know how much of it's true, and, and nor do I care, but I, 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 want to, uh, I want to pass along some, some knowledge to people. Story going around called Tattoo Gate. Now, I've seen the entire story about this, and this has led to many, many online different stories and all kinds of things about it. But what it comes down to is this this woman wanted a shitty tattoo of a fox on her arm. Okay? Now, I, uh, I, uh, you know, just because I have a lot of tattoos, A, doesn't mean I care about what yours are or if I even like yours. Okay, cool that you got tattoos. That's about as close as we get. Unless I know you. Then I care. So this gal wants to get a half sleeve. She wants to get from her shoulder down to her elbow, and she wants to get a fox. Okay, stupid, but whatever. She has she has some, some ideas that she sent this artist. And this artist has like three or four different levels of tattoo packages. Where you can pay her a thousand dollar deposit, a thousand dollar. I've never spent a thousand dollars on a tattoo. Maybe I should have, but my brother Whitey hooks me up. And then you got to pay another twenty six hundred to get like an artist rendering of what the tattoo is going to be. And then you get to make suggest one suggestion. 
And then there's like the $6,000 package where you get a bunch of different pictures and you get a bunch of suggestions. Now, first of all, if you don't get more than one suggestion on the tattoo that you're getting, you are not going to a good tattoo artist. Now, I ain't talking about like a Friday the 13th special where you get a, a special tattoo for $13 and it's whatever they pick. You're paying for it. You should be able to figure out what the fuck you want. Secondly, if you pay $6,000 for a half sleeve, that tattoo artist's name better be, his initials better be JHC. And that's Jesus Harry fucking Christ. $6,000 for a tattoo. I tell you this right now, if I got a fox tattoo on my arm and I spent $6,000 on it, that fox better need to get rabies shots at least once a year. That's how realistic I want it. By the way, they showed the pictures. This gal did a trace of a shitty other fox that wasn't even in the right position, and the lady didn't like it, and they didn't want to give her her money back. I'm like, wait a sec, you gave a $1,000 deposit for this shit. Here, I'll share it with y'all. I'm just trying to help y'all out because I know that people like to get tattoos and a lot of people are on the fence about getting tattoos and things like this. Anytime an artist, and I'm looking at these tattoos right now, and they they aren't bad, the the, the Fox tattoo. Now, she's been offered a, a, a real good tattoo artist has come out and said, this is all bullshit. I'll take care of this stupid Fox tattoo that you want. I'm looking at this Fox. Okay, they aren't that realistic. It's, Six, seven hundred dollars at most, honestly. That, that, that's why I see that tattoo as six, maybe seven with, with tip eight hundred dollars. Ain't no way that's eight thousand dollars or six thousand dollars. I want to find that tattoo artist and fucking hit that tattoo artist in the head. I don't care if it's a woman, don't care. Six thousand dollars. By the way, by the way, there's too many people that got tattoos. Y'all, y'all motherfuckers need to stop getting tattoos. I'm just telling you that right now. There's those, there's those of us that have tattoos and, and can hold it really well, and then those those of you that got your little your little Greek letters on your heel or a little polo man somewhere on you, or maybe 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 you really splurge and you got the word Wrangler put on your butt. Yeah, you're a fucking tool. Looks a little bit like a cat, right? I mean, that's not a $6,000 tattoo. I think a $6,000 tattoo better fucking talk. I better have to feed it. $6,000 tattoo. Or that's a very integral back piece that goes all the way from the top of my head to my ass. $6,000. Shit. Great news reporting today. The FBI has identified the Zodiac Killer. My 16-year-old daughter can draw better than that. Well, tell her to fucking learn how to tattoo and she can make $6,000. Air Force veteran Gary Francis Post, who died in 2018, well, how convenient, and has partial DNA sample that could link him to five serial murders. Does anybody care about the Zodiac Killer anymore? Is he seeing anybody? He's dead now. 
Um, he died in 2018. Sorry, sorry about that. You're out. Um, this is like the second or third person that they've identified as the the Zodiac killer. If you want to get excited about something, get excited about the fact that there's a serial killer in Austin, Texas, and the media down there is not talking about it. Chazman says that's exactly what she wants to do. That's awesome. Chazman, if, if you're in Sacramento and, and when she gets older and she needs maybe somebody to uh, apprentice and, and you need reach out, uh, I'll, I'll talk to some people I know. But, but if I do that, then she has to give me a free tattoo. That, that's all there is to it. My coworker has the Chicago Bears logo on his leg. He couldn't aim a player to save his life. Terrible. Then he has Chinese writing down his arm, and I guarantee it says Kikomon. That motherfucker's Chinese writing says Kikomon. I have Chinese writing on my arm, and I looked it up. I trusted Whitey, and he gave it to me, and it's perfect, and it just says redneck in, in, in Chinese. At least I hope it does. I think I, I looked it up. I don't know if it really translated as redneck, but that's what it says. When people ask me, I say redneck because I got redneck tattooed on twice on that arm. That's my redneck arm. But, uh, yeah, the, the media in Austin is not talking about this. There's a, a lake in Austin, Lady Bird Lake, named after Lady Bird Johnson, married to LBJ. And they found like eight bodies in there so far. But shh, shh, don't tell anybody. And you know why you can't tell anybody, right? Ancient Chinese secret, huh? Mm-hmm, exact mundo. Bingo. There it is right there. Now, got a couple stories here left. Which one am I going to do first? I'll do this one first. You know, people, I, I warn you, does anybody listen? No. Nobody listens to me. I don't know why nobody listens to me on this stuff. Cowboys girl, I know you don't listen, and this is not geared towards you at all, so shush. Remnants. That means bad stuff. Of a wetsuit and a surfboard were found off the coast of South Australia after 46-year-old Simon Bacano was attacked while surfing over the weekend. He's still missing after he was attacked by a shark near his home in Elliston. (laughs) But could be the first fatal attack since February. His board was found damaged with bite marks in the middle and he's nowhere to be found. Uh, Oh, he's somewhere to be found. He's in the belly of a great white. He, 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 he is great white turd right now. That's what he is. Hey, Gary, Gary's family, uh, or, or I'm sorry, Simon. Simon's family, yeah, your, your daddy, is, is he, he's shark turd. I, I, I'm not putting him down. I'm just telling you what he actually is now. He's shark turd. He's shark shit. Turd is a nicer word to use for the, yeah, I mean, I mean look, I went to the Joe Biden school of, of going to funerals. By the way, my sympathies to your the family of your, F, uh, uh, your, your CFO, 
who uh, dropped dead very unexpectedly. Yeah. My best to their family. It's tough stuff. Tough stuff. To the family of Simon Canelo, uh, tough stuff there. Single best sound effects in all of radio. Thank you. I will scuba, still scuba dive with sharks. Hey, you, you go right ahead. You go right ahead. Uh, I love when people do the Asian letters on him. I have a friend who got a tattoo, and he told me it said family. I laughed at him, and he was like, what's wrong? I said, that's not what it says. It says, mister, what a dumbass he could have asked me. <laughs> all right, and we have more video also here. Um, this is a fisherman in Hawaii. He's out there. It, now, he's a fisherman in Hawaii who's fishing in the ocean, and he's fishing on a kayak. Now, what could possibly, what in the Sam Hill could go wrong? Let's play the video, shall we? Oh, my God. There it is. Roger! Roger! Tiger Shark! Tiger Shark ran me. Holy. Here it comes. Here it comes. Roger! That damn thing wanted to bite the middle of the boat. Okay, so uh, real quick, let, let me make the call real quick on this stupid ass story. Um, I'm going to tell you. Uh, just a few minutes later, everything seems normal until all of a sudden Tiger Shark a- attacked the kayak. He was able to kick the shark off. He was freaked out, went back, went on to warn nearby fishermen. The only thing he caught a turtle. I heard a whooshing sound, and it sounded like a boat heading towards me without a motor. I looked up and saw this big brown thing, this big old shark. Yeah, now, now, let me tell you, this is the way I would have done it. This is me. Well, first of all, I've lost some sort of horrible bet, probably to Cowboys Girl, and now I'm in the middle of the fucking ocean on a kayak. That's about that's about the, the seventh layer of hell for me. I'm in a kayak on the ocean? What, what, did you find out that I'm related to Hitler or something? Brown, are you saying the big brown shark came? Eddie Murphy delirious. Um, so, so I'm in my seventh ring of hell here, being in a kayak in the middle of the fucking ocean in Hawaii where sharks like it. Why? It's Hawaii. Everybody likes it. And if shark attacks me, I ain't warning nobody. If I'm not warning everybody, I will be yelling the entire paddle ride back to shore. Get out! There's a shark! He's killing everyone! Shark beware! There's sharks everywhere! Bodies are everywhere! Get out of the water! Then, 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 when I get out of my kayak, I have to make sure that nobody's around so I can dump all the crap from my pants because that shark scared the shit out of me. A kayak in the ocean. Good Lord. Why don't you just give me water wings and throw me into an active volcano? See if I can tread water there. Let's go, Arnie. No, let's not go. If Arnie was in the kayak, he would have been tipped for lunch and for the sharks. Oh, God, they would have fucking feasted. I would have been crying. As soon as I see that thing pop out of the water, I'm done. 
you know what? This is what I do. You know what? A remedy. I need a remedy, remedy, remedy. This is what I'm going to do. Okay. Just telling you right now. I'm in my seventh ring of hell. I've lost some sort of stupid wager that I, I had to know I was right, and then there was a loophole. And I'm in this kayak in the middle of the ocean in lovely Hawaii. Sharks are on the beach. They've got, they've got fucking umbrellas in their drinks, too. This shark attacks me. Um, what I haven't told you is that um, I'm going to arm my body with hand grenades. You see... And, and once the shark attacks, maybe it just bites the boat, but that'll be enough for me. I will pull the fucking pins. Now, if, if, I'm, if I am shark bait and the sharks are gnawing on me and I pull the pin, at least I know I'm killing the shark too. That would make me die happy in the ocean. I mean, I mean I'd, I'd be screaming and bleeding to death and crying. But in the back, back of my head, which my subconscious wouldn't be working at this point because I'd be in shock... I would at least know that I took that motherfucker out with me and hopefully a couple other that are around. But yes, uh, so so if this is what I'll do. New business, new business people. You ready for this? Arnie's Hawaiian Kayaks. AHK. Arnie's Hawaiian Kayaks. Every kayak it comes with hand grenades. So if a shark attacks you, don't worry about it. Just blow it up. What? Don't pull it if I'm close by. Uh, real quick, fuck you. Sorry. Fuck you. I'm dying. Don't pull it if I'm close to you. Why aren't you helping me? See, this is why I'm pulling it. You're paddling back to shore. Oh, my God. Fuck that shit. Uh-uh. Dude, kayaking in the ocean, that, that's real quick. That is the definition of this fucking sound effect. I, I, I'm, I'm just telling you right now, it doesn't get more real than if I cannot find this thing. The hideousness of that will haunt my dreams forever. Oh, it will. It will. Thinking about being in a kayak in the middle of the ocean, no thanks. I'm done. Stick a fork in me. Mage says, I'd rent one. Hell, you're going to be my weapon supplier. Come on, you're the lord of war. You and all your international connects. Plus, you're going to teach me karate at some point. If you get eaten by a shark. I'm sorry, Mage. That was, you know what, Mage? I'm sorry. That's just, you know. Lines off limits to ching chongs. Sorry, buddy. Come on. Um, if you get eaten by a shark, we sure, uh, we, we sure your family... For the cost of the kayak. We sue the cost of it, yeah. All right, that's going to do it for me today. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. Tomorrow, Friday, another day of the 80s. Can't wait. Friday, a show. Uh, please be here for it. Please remember that every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there. So until tomorrow, ask family, have a great day. Happy birthday to George Strait and one of his biggest hits from the 80s. Adios, everybody. Uh Well, excuse me, but I think you've got my chair. No, that 
Outside waiting to arrest him.